And good evening. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Kuehl Show. I am your host today, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuehl. And ladies and gentlemen, this may be the most tense show we've ever done since we've gone live. We've done Game 7s in the past. However, this one has a little bit of context to it. Winnie the Pooh to my left is ready to go. He's decked out in his Leafs gear. I got my Leafs mug. We got the Death Wish coffee ready to go. We also have someone standing by to talk about this epic game we're going to have later on tonight. But before we get to that, though, we're going to take a quick pause because we have to make sure we thank our sponsors today because we are live here on 12 Ounce Sports. We have so much to talk about here, guys, but we also got to thank our amazing sponsors that have made sure this show is even possible today. MyBookie.ag down there in the corner. Win and get paid on MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. Basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, baseball, everything going on right now. Get on there, MyBookie.ag. Win and get paid. A lot of people have lost some money on this Leaf series because they thought it was going to go a little bit short, but we'll get to that here in just a moment. And, of course, as always, up there in the corner, SecondStringLeather.com, hashtag crafted from the crease, wallets, Bathroom bags, coasters, pillows, t-shirts, toques, everything you want made from classic goalie gear that has been revamped from Ray Emery to Mike Smith to Darren Panger's old gear. I just spat, and that's how much Panger's gear, how cool it is. Check it out on sectionleather.com. Guys, tonight, we'll get to the other series later on. It's okay. Don't worry. We're not going to leave anyone out here. However, this game tonight, Game 7, Leafs, and Habs, for the first time since 1964, the Stanley Cup semifinals in 64. I don't know if I've been this nervous for a hockey game since I have stopped playing. However, before I have a panic attack, let's bring on someone that has maybe a little bit more of a clear view on this series and maybe not as crazy, not going to lose his mind like I will. We are now joined gladly here on the show. He is one of the hosts on we Sports Chronicles. He is the host of We Sports Chronicles. He is also a contributing writer for the Toronto Star. He also writes for ESPN's The Undefeated. He also writes for Sportsnet. He's also written for Golf.com, The Hockey News, USA Today, Raptors Republic, Complex Canada, and anymore. He is a man that wears a lot of hats. He is one of the rising names in the sports journalism game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Lucas Weiss. Lucas, how are we doing today? Tyler, thanks so much for having me. Great show that you guys are doing great to hear the sponsors that you have and it's, it's a real pleasure to be on today to chat about game seven leaps have it's lucas this is a a crazy it's been a crazy year, 14 and a half months to say the least yes. obviously in ontario it's been a little bit you know crazy as well the lockdown's gone a little bit longer than it has here in most of them in the united states but at least there looks like there's hope now. We'll get to the game here in a second, but let's talk about the big news that came out today. And I mean today. Lisa McLeod, the Minister of Sport in Ontario, coming out and saying that 550 fully vaccinated frontline workers are going to be at Scotiabank Arena tonight. Now, I know it's not 2,500 like we had at the at Santra Bell on Saturday night, but 550 people in Toronto the way this year has gone, the way the last few months have been, Lucas, did you ever think the Leafs would have fans in this calendar year at a hockey game? Well, if you asked me a year ago, I would say no, that a year later we'd be, you know, a lot of people would be vaccinated in Ontario, that 
we'd have full capacity stadiums and arenas in the United States. So it certainly moved ahead of schedule. I think in, in Toronto, it's awesome that 550 fully vaccinated frontline healthcare workers who have really made the ultimate sacrifice throughout the pandemic to keep us safe are able to take in this hockey game. Now, I know some Leaf fans have jokingly said, why do we give these people so much more pain to see their team lose in game seven? Because that's inevitably going to happen, um, many Leaf fans think. But nevertheless, it is awesome that uh, frontline healthcare workers get to, to take this game in and to be honored uh, for, for their service in, in this way. That, that right there, I think the biggest part in this whole thing is that, you know, with the the last week has been a lot of, especially on, on Saturday in Montreal, that was a part of the opening statement was, thank you so much to all the frontline healthcare workers that made this possible. And the fact that they're only having it be frontline workers, I think, you know, as much as I would love to say, you know, I mean, I'm living in Michigan, really can't go across into the border yet, but you know, even folks in Toronto have a lot of friends up there that would love to go to the game, but I'm pretty sure even they get it. It's like, hey, these people deserve it more than we do. And I think that's why the Leafs and, you know, the Ontario government said, okay, let's let these people to go to the game tonight. For sure. And I know initially there was a rejection in the proposal to have fully vaccinated healthcare workers in the stands. Of course, then people were upset about that decision. And then the decision got overturned to have 550 fully vaccinated healthcare workers in the building. So I think it's fantastic. I think to have 2,500 fans in Montreal taking that game six, which was a wild one, and then having uh, some fans, health, frontline healthcare workers, to take in game seven. I just think here, at least in Ontario and certain parts of Canada, that we're on the way to having fans back in seats at live sporting events, which is obviously a great sign. Yeah, I was listening to Hockey Central earlier today on Sportsnet 590. Well, pardon me, I was listening to it on the stream, not actually on radio, because 590 AM <laughs> does not reach that far. It doesn't reach six and a half hours. But I was listening, and Justin Moore made a good point. He said, I'm like, this may be the sign, because at that point, when they started the show, the announcement hadn't been made yet, but when it was made, there may not be Knock on wood. I don't know what the Manitoba government is going to do yet. We have to wait to hear game round two starts on Wednesday, whether it be in Winnipeg or Toronto. But there may not be many more games without fans in North America in general, which, like we said, the way these playoffs started, a lot of people were saying, oh, look at PNC Arena in, in Raleigh and BB&T Center, which is raucous, which no one thought we'd ever say in our lifetimes, but it was. And then we watch Winnipeg Edmonton, and it's like, uh, it's so quiet, but at least we're heading in that right direction, right, Lucas? Yeah, I mean, look, still, still a lot to be determined. I know that in Manitoba, it hasn't been doing so well recently with handling uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. It's been pretty bad there. They've obviously implemented some more stricter restrictions. It's not as doing well as compared to Ontario or Quebec. I just think having fans back in general, Tyler, like it, it just makes the hockey viewing experience even better. I mean, I know that a lot of fans have sort of been used to now taking in a hockey game in front of their TV with just piping crowd noise, but sure you get lost in the game. And, and certainly that was the case 
for most of this Toronto-Montreal series, but there was just an intensity that just occurred in, in that game six when they had 2,500 fans there. And it just felt like the fact that it was an elimination game, you heard some crowd noise, and, and we've seen the images of Florida and, and Carolina and now Vegas, which announced it's going to have 100% capacity for round two. So it, it just makes the hockey viewing experience so much better. And, and you're hoping that as society just gets a lot safer and more people get vaccinated, that more fans can be allowed in arenas. Yeah, I already told my wife the day that they allow the Jays to go back to the Sky Dome, I am paying a lot of unforgivable money to go to the game at the Sky Dome because I've <laughs> I've missed it that much. I'm able to go to more Jays games because I still have so much broadcasting during the hockey season. I don't get to go to the Leafs as much, so the Jays are at least you know a close second for me. But you know, go back to that point with Game Six. It you know I'll be honest, I teared up during the anthem. I will. I'm not gonna lie because it because it's been so long. What was it? March the was it March twentieth, twenty twenty, or I forgot the exact date. Or March fourteenth, right? Was that the last time there were fans in Canada at an NHL game? I think it was March tenth, tenth or eleventh is when sports shut down. So maybe a few days prior to that was when uh, the Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, uh, that was the last home game with fans until tonight. Yeah, and it's I, I just remember listening to the anthem. I was like, man, this is. This is something because I, I, Lucas, I'm a, I live in Michigan, born and raised here in the United States. I love Canada. I love Toronto. I love the area. I have a lot of friends up there. I lived in Western Ontario and it's like, it's, if for some reason it just hit differently. And a lot of people on Twitter, of course, were saying that too. It's like this, this feels right. And I think that's the biggest thing, but going to that game six, right after game five, Leafs come back from a three, nothing deficit. Everyone thought, all right, this is the exorcism that we get. The Leafs are the ones that are coming back in a game that they can clinch in losing overtime. Nick Suzuki from Cole Caulfield, by the way, Cole Caulfield, best player in college hockey. He's going to be the, one of the best players in the NHL in three years. I'm going to say that right now, but game six, it was like I, when they, as soon as the Habs went up 2-0 early in the third period, I said to myself, the Leafs are going to do this again. They're going to come back. They're going to tie this game. And we're going to lose in overtime. And like, is it just the pessimistic or realistic viewpoint as a Leafs fan that I have, Lucas, is that it's just it feels like Groundhog Day. I feel like every single time this happens, Bill Murray is like, and the Leafs have a lead and they're going to give us hope and they're going to do it again. Why is that, Lucas? Why do I have that feeling going into this game tonight? Well, firstly, you have to look at history. I mean, the fact of the matter is the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. But they haven't won a playoff series, Tyler, since 2004, 17 years ago, when they beat the Ottawa Senators in Game 7 at home. That was the last time they won a playoff series. So since then, and certainly for a lot of the younger generation that don't remember the glory days of the 1960s or when they made a run in 1993 or 2002, their memories of the Toronto Maple Leafs are blowing a 4-1 lead to Boston in 2013 Game 7, or losing in Game 7 in 2018 and 2019 to Boston, or losing last year to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the Stanley Cup qualifier. So it's the recent history, but I think where, where this is a lot more painful, like for, you know, if you were to test the temperature of the fan base after Saturday and into Sunday and into the day, a lot of angry fans, and rightfully so, because this has been arguably the best constructed Leafs team 
going into a playoff series. They were heavy favorite to beat the Montreal Canadiens. And the fact that they were cruising to a 3-1 series lead at home and then just played lethargic to start game five and then flip the switch to come back only to lose in overtime. And then especially in game six, starting out very listlessly before flipping the switch again to come back only to lose in overtime again. I just think that for Leaf fans, they've seen the same movie before. And as much as the players can talk about being confident and embracing the moment entering game seven, unless you do it, like unless you actually win a game seven, those are just empty words. So I think especially this year, because I think in all those other series, the Leafs were the underdog. They, they were, they were, they were, you know, feeding on the gravy to get back to a game seven in, in a lot of those series. This is the first year where they're the clear favorite to win a round. And the fact of the matter is, if they don't, it'll be a colossal disappointment. And it's not hyperbolic for me to say, like, this would be the worst meltdown in franchise history. So that's where we're at right now in Toronto in terms of why so many fans are feeling pessimistic. It's, it's so crazy. I looked up the stats today in in games where the Leafs can close out the series, which does include the Game 7s against Boston, which, by the way, people forget, in 18 and 13 against Boston, the Leafs were the ones that came back from a 3-1 deficit to force Game 7. But in, ga- in Game 7s or games when the Leafs had a chance to clinch the series, since 4 they are 0-7. However, Lucas, the possible optimism we can throw into this whole chicade is the fact that the Leafs in elimination games where they are the team that is on the brink, they're five and five since 2004. Now, yes, none of those five wins came in game seven or when they actually wanted to win the series. But when there's pressure on the Leafs, they're finding a way to get through it. But this is the fourth year in a row, Lucas, that it's a do or die game. You mentioned it. Columbus last year. Now, I granted, I'll say this. I went into that game five, even though the Leafs had that great comeback in game four, they had the comeback. And I said to myself, they're going to lose game five. And I was right. 2019, I was a little bit apprehensive. Like, well, you know what? We had a 3-2 lead, but we're going back to Boston. We've won in Boston. They still lost. 2018, I literally went into that. I'm like, they got this. This is their time to finally exercise their demons and... Despite Casperi Kapanen have the great goal and everything else leading to the third period, it happened again. So I just, it's so tough, but let's jump on it. You know, we talk about how Leafs Nation is in an absolute panic. Everyone's losing their minds. Twitter is, well, Twitter's Twitter. <laughs> but let's be honest here. If you're Montreal, win or lose tonight, it's almost, I don't say it's a series win, but you're feeling a lot better going into game seven than you would be if you were cheering for the blue and white. Yeah, Tyler, I mean, I I agree with that in part. I think it depends on how they perform in Game 7. Like, I, I think if they lose and get killed, like, it's a dominating, convincing win for the Leafs. It's like a 4-1, 5-1 win. I think there's still going to be that appetite in the Montreal fan base to part for, for the organization to part ways with their general manager, Mark Bergevin. Because that was sort of the narrative going into this series. Because they limped into the playoffs. They, of course, you know, they have an interim head coach with the, in Dominic Ducharme. Is this going to be the final 
you know, straw for Mark Burger than the general manager. And it certainly was looking that way, right? Like, again, they won game one, but then the Leafs were so convincing games two through four, it was really looking like that was the case. But now you're, you're absolutely right. Like, Montreal has shown that they have a lot of heart. And it's funny, when you look at the game seven record of Montreal since 2010, they're three and one in game seven. So they are very comfortable being the underdog role here. And they're playing with house money. I mean, the fact of the matter is this series should have been over in five games, but they've been able to be play an opportunistic style of game, pounce on the Leafs when they've made mistakes, most notably in overtime. And they have Terry Price, who's obviously playing like one of the best goalies in the NHL right now. So, I, I agree with you in part for sure with Montreal. I, I mean, they do want to win this just for, you know, to, to, to move on and, and for pride and to be a historic rival. Um, but I also think, too, that if, if they do end up losing, sure, if, if it's a heartbreaking loss, I think they would have exceeded expectations. But they obviously want to win to, to, to hopefully convince Mark Bergevin that he can stay in, in his position as GM given the move that he'd made. Yeah, and of course, the big move was Tyler Toffoli. He finally broke through in Game 6 for Montreal, their second goal of the game. Obviously, finally getting Cole Coffey in the lineup was a big deal. But let's be honest here. This is a Game 7 that I think a lot of people are looking at. They're thinking, I mean, a lot of some people from the outside, I'm like, oh my goodness, how could the Leafs be in Game 7 with Montreal? This is a one versus 4 matchup. All of us, you know, our Leafs fans or who have followed the game in Canada, this just happens with Montreal. And the reason why, to what you mentioned prior there, Lucas, Carey Price, number 31. He's been sensational. Has a 9.26 save percentage in this series. Now, yes, it's not as good as Jack Campbell's 9.37, but let's be honest. Carey Price has had the bigger workload in the first six games of this series. And when we had Kyle Bukaskis on two weeks ago, he made the best point anyone else could make. The Habs are going to go as far, despite as good as Jack Al- Jake Allen has been during the regular season, the Habs' playoff success rides on number 31, and the reason why they are in this seventh game is because of how Carey Price had to play at the beginning of overtime before the goal by Jesperi Kakaniemi. Oh, for sure. And, and I think that what Carey Price has done is effectively shut down the two best players in this series, which is Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. I mean, they've only combined for one goal between the two. And, and, and coming into the series, I mean, Matthews, the Rocket Richard winner, has the most goals in the NHL. Marner is third in points on the team, fifth in the whole NHL. So, like, those are two offensive juggernauts, right? And, and Carey Price has been able to effectively stymie them um, with, with his brilliant performance in between the pipes. So... I think if you're Montreal, like what, what they've also done a really good job of in games five and six is really start aggressively. And, and I think that's what Toronto really needs to do tonight in the first 10 minutes or so is generate more offense in the attacking zone. Really put pressure on Carey Price early because really it's been the end of the game where the Leafs flip the switch and then it's just too late, right? I, I know they were out playing them in overtime and all that stuff, but you got to be able to start on time. I know it's cliche, but if you start right at puck drop and, and be, be the aggressive team, you can really limit Montreal. So 
I think that's Toronto's message, message going into this game seven is you get out to an early lead. I don't know if Montreal has the offense to be able to slow, you know, to be able to come back. So uh, that to me is where the Leafs have to do a much better job of starting better because Montreal has done that in games five and six. Yeah, because two of the two of the three Leafs wins in this series were when they scored first, and they are a team that, despite you know, even though you look at what they've done in years past, this season they have found a way to play with the lead and play with the lead effectively. They don't just give the lead up late like they've done in the last few seasons with this young group. They finally found a way to hunker down and. To that goes with the veteran presence that this roster has. Now, of course, they lost Jake Muzzin uh, the other night. It looks like a groin injury. They say three weeks with him. But I think the crazy thing, Lucas, that we saw this morning, obviously the fans being in attendance, that announcement was huge. But how about John Tavares, the captain, practicing with a with a regular blue sweater, not a non-contact sweater. He was in the thick of it in morning skate today. Optional skate, but he was there. Do you think that is a motivating factor for the rest of this hockey club to say, all right, he can play here soon. Let's do it for our captain. I mean, it should be, right? I, I mean, those, you know, it, it, it sounds swell talking to you about that right now, and it certainly sounds motivating. And it should also be motivating that you have those experienced voices in the locker room, like a Jason Spezza or a Joe Thornton who has actually won a game seven in his career. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you could talk all about that, but the guy's just got to perform, right? Like at the end of the day, the fact that Matthews Marner have only combined for one goal in this series, it's just not good enough. Just given the money that they're getting paid. And I think that they're due for a big game, but if they don't perform, the noise is going to be loud on those two guys. Because, again, they came into this playoff series with a lot of hype, given what they did in the regular season. As you fully know, Tyler, it's all about what you do in the playoffs. So they're going to try to find anything they can to, to be motivated. So sure, it's great to see John Tavares skating. And it's great that you're Sheldon Keith saying that, you know, the recovery is progressing at a remarkable pace. But... This is the opportunity to, to form legacies and, and you got to draw on whatever inspiration you can. And, and I think it's going to come down to the guys that Kyle Dubas brought into this organization, like a Felino, a Joe Thornton, a Jason Spezza, who have that veteran experience to try to motivate these younger players who are playing a little bit tight. Yeah, because let's be honest, I mean, I, I just watched the 30 for 30 for probably the fourth time on the, the four falls of Buffalo, talking about the Buffalo Bills and their <laughs> four straight Super Bowl losses. And, you know, I, I almost said to myself, man, the Leafs are like the Buffalo Bills. No, here's the difference, Lucas. And while it is football, you only have to win one game to move on to each round. But they at least made it to the championship game four years in a row. This team has not won a series with this group. And it's so, and you look at it and, and and I know when I keep, I made the reference for the longest time, the Tampa Bay Lightning, like the, the 90s Red Wings, they have to go through their losses. And now it's kind of, they've passed that torch on seemingly the Edmonton Oilers, who just got swept by Winnipeg, of course. But now it's like, are the Leafs in that same boat where they have to learn to win and have to go through heartache? But the question is, Lucas, how much heartache before someone flips a switch and says, all right, we need to go in a different direction with this hockey club? Well, let's be honest. I think that if they lose game seven, the the overwhelming noise is going to be very loud to make 
a, a sudden change because, again, right, the core that you have hasn't been able to win a playoff series, like you said. But I also look back to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals, who, like, if you look at the Washington Capitals, before they won their Stanley Cup in 2018, they went through heartbreaking losses, but didn't break up the core guys. Like Alexander Ovechkin never got traded. Nick Backstrom never got traded. They made some moves, yes, and finally got it done. But the management seemed to bet on their core players. Same with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not getting rid of Sidney Crosby, not getting rid of Gino Malkin, and then they end up winning back-to-back Stanley Cup. I wrote a Twitter thread earlier today just about this game and whatnot. And I think it's just interesting because the fact of the matter is, because again, most of the Leaf, Leaf Nation right now, they're feeling pessimistic because they think they've seen the same movie before. But there is an opportunity to flip the script and rewrite a new chapter in this franchise's history. And, and I pointed to two examples. I mean, you look at the Boston Red Sox, Tyler. They yeah. hadn't won a World Series since the early 1900s, the curse of the Bambino, and think of their heartbreaking losses to the, to, the, to the Cincinnati Reds in 1975, Billy Buckner in the 86 World Series, Aaron Boone in the 2003 LCS. And they were able to finally get it done in 2004 to win the World Series. Same with the Chicago Cubs, having not won a World Series in 108 years. Hadn't so, been to a World Series course, since like 70 years or whatever it was. Exactly. So they finally were able to get over the, the Steve Bartman incident and just, you know, not getting to the World Series and they were finally able to get it done. So as much as there is pessimism, and I totally understand that, these are the moments that why we love sports is the, is the do or die situation to really rewrite the history narrative about the Leafs to really, you know, create a legacy for yourself. Because eventually, these are the moments that you might remember in pursuit of winning a championship, the heartache and just the, the, the heartbreak and the journey that fans go on to get to this point. So, look, I mean, it's, it's a struggle for the, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It hasn't been done, and I think this is the big hurdle here. But if they are able to get over this hurdle, I really believe they're going to see a new Leafs team. But again you got to be able to win a hockey game. And they haven't been able to do it yet, but we'll see you after tonight. It is one game. That's all it is. It's 60, probably more minutes. Let's be honest, the way the latest ser- part of the series has gone. However, the only thing that both the fan bases can take into account, whoever wins this game, at least according to recent history, uh, whoever wins this playoff series is going to win the Stanley Cup because that's how it has always been. Now, granted, yes, when the last time Montreal and Toronto played, that was when during the Kenny Dryden, Larry Robinson, Guy Lafleur era, and the last time the Leafs won, there were only six teams in the National Hockey League, and they had a great goaltending duo named Johnny Bauer and Terry Sawchuk were with a combined age of 103 years old. But, Lucas, thank you so much for coming on. You've definitely eased my pain because I have... All day, I've been nervous. I think the last time I was this nervous for a game with the Leafs was probably back in 2017, that second-to-last game against Pittsburgh where the Leafs clinched because I'm like, the Leafs got to do it this year, right? And they did, thankfully. So maybe that, maybe, you know, deja vu will happen here. But, of course, folks, we got to make sure we let you know that Lucas is also 
going crazy. He's not going crazy like I'm yelling and screaming. He's going crazy with all the amount of awesome work that he does. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. That's where you can get that awesome Twitter thread he just mentioned, at Weiss Sports. If you don't know how to spell Lucas Weiss, uh, look at the screen, guys. It says W-E-E-S-E right there. Also, be sure to check out his podcast that he has, Weiss Sports Chronicles. He puts up new episodes every Thursday. So as soon as you're done watching the Thursday edition of The Kula Show from 6 to 7 here on 12 on Sports, you can go check out his latest show there on Weiss Sports Chronicles. And, of course, all the writing that he does. Toronto Star, Sportsnet, we mentioned USA Today bylines, all the awesome stuff. Lucas, thank you so much for taking the time today. Enjoy Game 7 tonight. And, you know, look at Twitter with a grain of salt is, I guess, the best way we can put it, right? For sure. It's going to be historic. And I'm excited to have chatted with you, Tyler, and looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on the show. All right, Lucas. Take care, okay? And that was Lucas. That was Lucas Weiss from We Sports Chronicles <sighs> talking about Game 7 tonight. We will be in studio for the first hour and a half for 6 to 8.30 time slot here on 12 Ounce Sports. I don't think we're going to do the full live stream like I thought I was going to do, that uh, we thought we were going to do with, uh, with tonight. But then again, the night is young. We'll see how it goes. We'll take a quick break, folks. When we come back, we'll look at the rest of the playoff series before we turn on Game 7 here in studio tonight. You are watching The Cule Show here on 12 Ounce Sports. And welcome back. What? Hi. Welcome back to the... What are you doing? Who are you? Who are you? Good shoes back down. Woo! <laughs> welcome back to The Cule Show, everybody. Um... For those that are listening on the podcast forum, uh, Alex Kuehl is actually on the program. That's right. This everyone. is not. You thought you're getting rid of me for good? No, I'm like, please, I'll get in there, in there, like swimwear. You can never get rid of the mushroom man, right? Alex is back. I can't believe it, guys. This is this is um, <laughs> this is insane. Well, okay. I not only am I back, Ty, but I am back in studio. Not re- none of this remote stuff. Not on the phone. I am a guest of the show still. You are a guest of the show, which but... means I do not have responsibility, and I can <sighs> screw off as much as I want. Well, that's the worst part in all this, simply because the fact that usually it's the other way around, and I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. Because usually when you're in here, <laughs> I can goof off. Now I still have to be serious. Now you have to be the responsible one. This is Bush League. It's, if this podcast was the Thirty One Thoughts podcast, you would not only be Should Jeff we... Merrick, you would also be Amel. And I would be Elliot Friedman because not well. I mean, he, recently they did like the park, the car cast thing where no, he was, yeah, they started he did it on the yeah. phone. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah. Hi. How you hi. Doing? Should we should we join the the bar down live chat on Twitter and see if we can get in it? They're doing like the you've, you've seen so on Twitter, Alex. I probably I, no, I mentioned it with Tate Harris when we had him on when I had him on. Sure. Um. It's one of those. It's like a like a massive like public space it's I, I forget what it's um but it's like is there a video attached to it no it's all just like talking like people are so on it's a forum are, yeah it's like a it's, it's a live a, forum it's a live forum i did yeah a couple i of saw Tate that Harrison. i saw that twitter integrated that and a lot of people are using it. honestly well, it's a great what's, thing what's the thing that only apple has it's a sim it's the first thing it's like chicken coop or something i i forget <sighs> what it's called there's just a, apple they just opened up not too long ago i couldn't tell you but anyways, I'm not hip one. I'm not the. I'm not hip hip with the kids as I used to be. So we're about 20 minutes away from a oh, total bush league. Dad's already in the chat. Oh boy, <laughs> find out. Oh, yeah. Find out. Alex is on the show. Oh boy. Um, but 
Well, so 20 minutes time, game seven. We will be in studio for the first 90 minutes of it with the time here on 12 Ounce Sports. I don't know if we're, I don't think we're going to do the full game because I thought about it, but I'm like, listen, because I'm superstitious, Alex. But now that you're here, you're super, super duper stitious. I can't be superstitious now that you're here. Well, no, because I'll call you out on it. Well, okay, so let's give some backstory here. Backstory, okay. 2013, well, 2013 was an anomaly. That game, that series that probably should never have happened and a deficit that should never have been overcome. Okay. 2017 comes around. I wasn't living with Alex, so it didn't really matter. We lost. No, you were well, out of no, luck now at that time. No, I was back. I was back in luck now. That was my season. I, I retired. So I was back in t- I was back to watch the playoffs. Tyler Burke ruined that because he was no, not. No, but you were up there, weren't you? No, I, no, I no, was you're... during that season, but the playoffs in the series against Washington, I was back home. And Tyler Burke ruined it because he was not in a single game. And all of a sudden, he comes in during game six in overtime. Uh, Mark- right. Yeah, you're down with the boys. And Marcus Johansson scores the game Over winner. Over at the apartments. Yep, yeah, so I 2018 comes around. The second series against Boston. The only person I'd watched any of the series with at home at Nana's was Kelly. Mm. Alex wants to watch game seven with me. Mm-hmm. In many words, I told him to go take a hike. Mm-hmm. Didn't go so well. No. Leafs still lost. Correct, Mundo Senorito. 2019 comes around. I said, you know what? We're not going to do this again. Okay. Alex, let's watch the game together. Okay. I ended up throwing up on the floor in the bedroom. Yes, you did. Because apparently, kids, 15 beers followed up by two screwdrivers is not a good way to treat your stomach. And see, Ty, that is why you have your own garbage bin that yes. has the TJK and the Maple Leaf on there. It's right over there. We only well, have... one, one of many reasons why you many have that. Reasons. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Jenna and Cookie, for that Christmas gift. They also gave me SoCo that year. I didn't even need... It's funny. They gave me SoCo thinking that that was going to happen that night. They were going to christen it. No, held it. Very weird. Especially SoCo. See, I've never really been a fan of Southern it's, Comfort. No, it sucks. But that's why they got it's, it for me because they wanted they wanted me to. It's not that it's terrible; it's just not great compared to other cheap whiskeys you could get. Yes, it's it's awful. it's the type of whiskey that you make like a hot toddy with or like a batch cocktail. With. You make you make yeah, it's like your Azteca with your tequila. You want to make margaritas? You use the crap stuff. No. What are you gonna use? You're gonna use hornitos? You're gonna waste good hornitos? Just, just don't use tequila. Period. And margaritas. Period. You're supposed no. to use margaritas. Oh, no. Word. Anyways, margaritas. Yeah. Rum, rum margaritas every time. Delicious. Or rum sangria like we did for your graduation uh, celebration. That was actually really good. Big fan of sangria. Rum's just good. So, yes, folks, when the game comes on, Dad's saying go Habs. So, Dad, you can take a hike. Um, but when we the game is on, we will, we're will we going to be having beer because I need to have beer during a hockey game because well, Alex has water right now. That is water, right? Well, this is what- <laughs> it's I a big old glass. Like, I told you like rum. Are we out of our Deer Camp vodka from Northern Latitudes? That's Hornitos is cheap, Dad. That's why we get it because you know what? It's cheaper than Patron. At least it's not Wabo Cabo or Cabo Wabo. Hey, that stuff is good. I won't let anyone tell me different. It is more expensive though. It is but, very, expensive. very expensive. Ridiculous. But well, Sammy Hagar's not making any money on music. Back to the task at hand here. So let's the let's talk about the other game that's going to happen. Actually, no. Do we want to go over games? Let's since you're here, Alex. Let's go over the game. One of the games that happened yesterday. Yes. Game one, Tampa, Carolina. Before we get to this, or do we want to? Yes. I do, do want to. So, well, hold uh, on. Now, let me set the stage here because I know you're about to talk about, and we'll get to it. The, so, for those that don't know, it, re- Tampa, it relates to Tampa, though. No, Tampa Bay for the longest time okay. has been a during the playoffs, especially. This was very. This was made very public and very, I guess, infamous and popular when the Wings and the Lightning had those couple playoff series in the late run there for the Leafs, or the Wings during their twenty their 25-year run. Sure. Was it 16 and 15? 16 and 15. Yep. Yes. So that was, it was both made respectively. In, well, yeah. disrespectively, rather. Because the Bolts won both those series. Yeah. 
But that was the thing. But Tampa Bay said, if you are wearing someone else's sweater, you're not allowed in the building. And this got highlighted recently. Now, this is not because the fact that Tampa forgot what it's been like to make the playoffs. The last time they missed the playoffs was 2017, where they missed by literally a point. But the the series against Florida, which we thought was nasty on the ice, Alex, turned nasty in the crowd. That's something we haven't touched on yet here on the show, mainly because we only had a couple hour shows last week and we've been very busy talking about the games. But let's get to the the story here that happened at Amelie. I don't know which game it was, but it was involving a couple of Panther fans. Right, yes. So I believe it was because it was uh, Tampa hosted game one and two. No, Florida did. Or Florida did. So it was game three then. It was the first game uh, between the Panthers and the Lightning in Amelie for round one. Oh this is in Alex's the, T-Boss, by the way, is in the conversation. He says, El Jimidor. That's actually Well, well I, I told him that I was going to be on the show. Oh, okay. And, and you know, I, I told him that I was going to be talking specifically about this story because I actually mentioned to it, mentioned I thought it you were about to say, you knew you were going to talk about the on the show. I'm going to say, how ready for Game 7 are you? Well, you know what? <laughs> no. Well, you know what you're saying. Oh, I told him that uh, uh, really quickly about this story, and I told him I was going to talk to him about it, and he's like, okay, great. You know where? Well, where can I watch it? And I told them where to watch it. Twelve Out Sports on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Zingo TV channel seven sixty one. Use promo code twelve Out Twelve Out promo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was game three between the Lightning and the Panthers, and it was in the Panthers. So their respective, like if first, you know, if they the side that they defend for periods one and three. Yep. That in down in the corner, and it was this gentleman and his eleven year old son, his child. Yep. So. Them two, they both were just sitting there. They were both wearing, well, the the gentleman was wearing a Florida Panthers shirt, and the kid was wearing a Florida Panthers jersey. Now you mentioned that they do ha- that the Lightning and quote unquote Emily Arena has a facility policy <laughs> regarding playoffs sports and not wearing another team's uniform. Yep. So. Situation goes that what because I know Tyler he's he's a little bit older than I I have TikTok I watch TikTok and this popped up literally on my for you page as I was about to like start heading out I think this I way saw it via TikTok and, and leaving I think, it I think the TikTok video got onto my Twitter feed that's how I saw it but yeah to your point right and so I saw you know it was actually it was the, I watched it was the one that showed up on my page was part two and then I went and went back and watched part one two representatives. Um, from the Maple Leafs organization, or excuse me, not the Maple Leafs organization. How damn! I know you. This is Maple. They this wear is, blue and white. They're sweaters. I'm thinking about similar. Game listen, Seven, whatever. Listen, 2012 was a long time ago. The, the sweaters tw- are different. The Tampa Bay Lightning organization, two representatives, um, which I cannot say whether or not they were tickets people or if they were, you know, sales promotions, whatever. They were both wearing, I would say, you know, blazers, that kind of thing, that kind of outfit, and they were the uppities. Not oh, Uppy's not a good word. They were in some sort of way, to, in some sort of way, administrative, uh, maybe supervisors, that kind of stuff. They approached the man, saying that, um, basically, sir, we're going. Well, they were being very confrontational about it. Sir, you have two options: either you can take off the stuff and go buy either regular T-shirts, or since you're in the arena, you can buy. Um, Tampa Bay merchandise, or so, yeah, which is like or, one shirt's like thirty five bucks, a, a jersey's like seventy five, right? No, it's like one hundred and fifty. Excuse me. So well, since American. you're at the since you're at the arena as well, or 
um, we can refund you for your tickets, and you can get the, get the heck out. You almost said that. I almost did, but I have to remember that I'm on, on the show. You are on a I'm child's a, program that's going to have alcohol involved in it. I have, to, <laughs> I have to remember, but no. So, and these are tickets that you know. The guy says in, in the video, oh, it was in part two of the video that he said it, um, because TikToks are so short that they paid you know over three hundred dollars per seat. So this is this guy and his son. Well, the guy probably paid for both tickets himself over six hundred dollars to watch his team. Now this is an eleven year eleven year old kid. In and yes, his, kids, that is a Panthers his, fan, one of the favorite in his favorite team's 000. jersey, about to watch his favorite team. Now, Tyler, we are in Grand Rapids here. The local team is the Grand Rapids Griffins. How many games have we went to where either we rooted for the Marlies and we were wearing Marley stuff or Toronto Maple Leaf stuff, or we went and we like the one time the where moose. we went with dad where we were both wearing the moose shirts, uh, and Manitoba Moose still shirts. Love still love that shirt. How many times have we done that? Well, we also forgot the Hamilton Bulldogs game, the Dustin Tokart game. You did Tukarski wear you game. did wear the Montreal Canadiens jersey. And you jersey. wore a Canada jersey for that. Well, the, uh, there, I, the sweater, yes. The sweater. There was also the game after the Canadians beat the U.S. in the 2014 Olympics. Went to the Griffins game that night wearing Canada swag and yep. got booed out of the building. And beer on us. No, that was the, I thought that was the Leafs game. Actually, no, I was, think, I was thinking of the, uh, Mar- the, 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 the Mar- Montreal one. We also got th- beer thrown at us that time. I got hit by popcorn in that one. I got, uh, I got the beer. Uh, but like how you'd say you know handful of times couple dozen i never did the oilers one because oklahoma city barons just seemed too far for the it was too big of a stretch for two griffins fans to understand but anyways yes my point is this it doesn't matter if it's regular season or or the playoffs preseason whatever you should be allowed to wear your respective team's jersey Hell, when I was working for the Whitecaps, do you know how many times people just showed up in whatever baseball jersey they had at home? Because, okay. Well, because most of the time, Blue Jays. most of the time, when you go to a Whitecaps game, you have a lot of people that wear Detroit Tiger stuff because they are the the, oh, sing, the single A now. Or no, no they, they're a. they're always single A, but now they're high A. They're high A. They got they got bumped up, uh, farm team. Of the Detroit Tigers. So it makes sense that if you're rooting for the White Caps, you're rooting for Tigers players. But people would show up with Cardinals jerseys, LA Dodgers. They would wear, I've seen, I've honestly seen people wearing just like, uh, they wore just a football jersey, not even like a high school. They just wore yeah. a football jersey just because. They wear because something you it's a can wear, event. If it's not bothering nobody, you wear whatever you want. And the, and the guy says in there, and you know, I, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but these these are like very much like the kinds of words he says. Well, according to your policy, I can come up here in a shirt that has a swastika on it. Why can't I wear a T-shirt that says that has Hitler's face on it? So that's not in your policy. But I can't wear a Panthers shirt. That doesn't make sense to me. And I, I know right. using that kind of stuff. Obviously, he was using very extreme examples but, to try to get his point across. Exactly. And I will say this: there in with those two representatives, there is the the male and there's a male and female representative. The, the female is being a lot more confrontational. The male is trying to be a little bit more, you know, conscientious of the situation. The fact that there was a child. He actually at the beginning of part one of the video, he tried to say, you know, I don't really want to do this in front of your kid. Can we I just, don't want. Can we go to the concourse really quick? I and, don't like, want to do this. <laughs> Don't want to, you know, don't want to like either embarrass the man in front of his child, make him scared. And the, and the guy said too, it's like, no, you already scared my child. Like, what, wh- what, why can't we wear these? Why can't we wear our team stuff? And for one, this is an NHL organization that prides itself on having inclusion, not only within the community, with whether it be just you know 
you know, the different classes. So like inner city where, you know, it's more lower income or, or the kind of like the suburbs where it's like mid to higher, that kind of stuff, doing more integration with that and making sure that everyone's involved, whether it's racial equality, whether it's gender equality, whether, you know, you know, LGBT stuff like pride night, that kind of stuff. All of that goes into what nowadays is expected of every single NHL organization, regardless is inclusion. That should include your away fans. Yeah. Because one thing, I mean, yes, the Tampa Bay organization is very, it's, it's, it's successful. They right. make a lot of money, their team's doing well, and they're expected to go far in the playoffs. Yes. But if you're a team like Detroit, it doesn't matter to you when you're selling tickets if you have a lot of blue when the Maple Leafs come into town, or if you have well, we a lot of that. black or whatever when the Senators come into town or whatever, or if you have people that just come out to watch the stars, because that's another part of selling tickets. The, the, is the, if the, you're, super, if, the super stars, not the Dallas stars. Well, not right. Make that trip. If, if, you, if you're not a very great team, or even if you're just, you know that there's a superstar coming to town, like Connor McDavid, people will come out to watch a hockey game just because Connor McDavid's in it because at this time I don't care what any city anybody says regardless of what team he's on he is the greatest hockey player in the game right now period I don't care what league you play for I don't care what country you're from he is the best bar none stats included best player well, yeah. I would go out to watch a hockey game just to watch Connor McDavid if the price point was right so just because I'm not wearing the same sweater as you, just because I'm not wearing a T-shirt that doesn't have any sort of, you know, against the home team kind of thing, like just like even like a, a plaid shirt, what difference does it make? I paid for my ticket. I want to enjoy the game. Leave me alone. It's, it's like... Now, with that in mind, both the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning were tagged in both of those TikToks. And as far as I've heard, because I looked into it while I was on my way here, which, by the by the way, don't go on your phones while you're driving. It's not very smart. I do it sometimes. but Don't say that out loud, you dingus. You, sh- you, sh- you shouldn't do it. Don't it's, be a dingus like well, Alex. For one, well, for one, it's against the law. And two, it's just, come, come on, don't do it. I thought, you were, sitting, it's, I it's thought you were texting me when you were in line at Panda Express. I did. Oh, okay. When, when I was texting you, I did that. Okay. But And as far so regarding the situation, neither organization has released any sort of public public statement. There's, there's not been a different video that says that someone has reached out to them at all. As far as I know, nobody's doing nothing. You mean, and that's a double negative. Which no, means no, that, no, no, no. Nobody's doing anything. If no, nobody's I'm saying, doing, if nobody's doing nothing, nobody's that means, doing nothing that's that means, a double negative. Which means someone's doing something. Well, someone should be doing something. So you're saying no one's doing anything. No one is doing anything right now. And I think it needs to become a league-wide issue. Because when we went to those games where... when. We went Obviously, to, it, we was went mi- to, it was a minor league. No, hockey when we game. went to LCA, when on our separate times, we both wore Leafs stuff. Yeah, we. Well, you wore uh, a Ducks jersey to the. I wore a game. Ducks jersey with the old Mighty Ducks logo, and even with the Ducks jersey at Little Caesars Arena, he still got a voucher for I a free s- slice of pizza. I still got my free pizza exactly, and, and I bought beer. Now they probably lied about the beer price to me, but that's not here or there. When you go to another team's barn, or even if you live in the city and you wear the other team's jersey. Yes, you're going to expect a little bit of flack from the fans, but not the organization, not the actual facility itself. The fact that there's a there's an allowed thing right now that the Tampa Bay Lightning can just 
not allow people to root for the other team is absolute bush league. It's terrible. It's a disgrace to the game. If you have two teams on the ice, you should have two groups of people rooting for those teams. You don't go to Manchester United games and not be able to root for Manchester City, even if they hate each other. I was about to say, you ever seen the movie Green Street Hooligans, Alex? <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't make it very friendly. Barcelona versus Real Madrid. A uh, rivalry where oh, in I the never, street... I would never go to New Camp. I want to oh, go to New no, Camp. A but rivalry I... where literally in the streets, whether it's at Real Madrid or it's at Barcelona, people get stabbed. Both teams and their fans are allowed to be there. Their fans are allowed to cheer their team regardless of where they're at. At their own risk, obviously. At their own risk. But they don't get thrown out. They don't get all this stuff. And that's why you should root for the Carolina Hurricanes because they are inclusive. Going they don't care. I want you, you want to, make to cheer noise? for the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes, all they care about, do you make noise? Great. Get in the building. We want to be louder. We want to be louder than everybody else. The, that's our thing. So the two things I have Take on this, warning. Alex. They don't. That's not their thing anymore. I mean, sorry, that's not their main hashtag. Alex said they're going to kick you out for not wearing a lightning bolt. Yep. You know what? I don't care. Um, but lightning bolt. It's funny because Tampa. I think Tampa's. I, it's got kick it's, me out. Then I'll go kicking okay. and screaming. It's almost like a little man complex. By that I mean like don't forget the majority of the Tampa fans, and similar to Nashville, which I'll make here in a second, are snowbirds. That's the reason why they have a fan base because all the people. No, are, I don't buy that. I, I buy it. A lot of hockey fans that moved down there were like, oh, we have a team now to watch. That's why the base of hockey in Florida was like, at hey. the beginning, sure. But, saying, but, now, like the fans but nowadays, are, it's, well, yes, it's part of the culture. Yeah, because the team has actually been good for a long enough period of time. Now, the the thing is, is that. Oh, it's just mom texting me. She said she loves the no, show. I'm, I'm reading the chat right now. Keep okay. going. But the other thing is, because remember, Alex, we talked with, when we had Pete Weber on. Great interview, by the way. Too bad his season's over. It kind of stinks. But. But when we talked with Pete, one of the things he told us the story about early on in the early days of the Nashville Predators, and Alex T. Boss knows about this as well, mm-hmm. when there were more Wings fans going to Nashville games for yeah. the longest time. So one night, what did they do? If you wanted to, if you wanted to, you could give up your Red Wing stuff for free Nashville swag. Yeah. And remember what, you know what Pete Weber did with that? Brought it up to the Boys and Girls Club next time they went up to Detroit. Remember that story? Yeah. That was a great. Yeah, that was, a, that was but, honestly one of the best stories that we've that we've had from a guest, or at least the ones that I've personally experienced. Uh, that was a pretty good one. Well, I, I still, I, I still think the, um, uh, the, oh, good lord! Come on, spit it out! I, d- I, d- uh, I d- uh, oh my gosh! NHL, help me out here. Hockey, Red no. Wings, no, yes, um, Philly. Oh, James Sabolski, thank you, uh, Siebel. When we had him on, when he talked about the time when he found out how COVID was happening, for poor Scum's gonna die. That's yeah. still one of my favorite. Stuff. Anyways, but no, to that point, yeah, it's it's such a dumb thing. At first, it was kind of cute, but then it was like when you're really going up to someone in the crowd, tell them to take their stuff off or get the hell out. That's that's bush league. That is bush league. The church league softball fist fight. Alex, someone's gonna get knocked their lights out, and it's 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 dumb. The end, I you know I like the fact that you say oh you should definitely wear hopes okay whatever but if you're gonna tell someone and their son to kick rocks like you should be the one kicking rocks right if you're so concerned about like in in one way or another I and I, I mean I don't want to pull this completely out of proportion but it's in a way some sort of discrimination it's discrimination against fans of another team because you're not letting them wear their stuff yeah and it's not it's not like it's 
ridiculous like it's a hate crime or anything. It's just an it's it's but so it's, 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 it's so trivial. It's so trivial. It's at the point where why does it matter? The Bovarianism of this. It's not like it's like that is an like word. like the guy said in the video. It's like it's not like he's wearing a swastika on, straight up on his chest. Like come on, he's wearing a hockey jersey for one of the teams that's on the ice. Yeah, that'd be like even even if we went to uh, if we if, you went, if we if went you, to a Nashville game and the Nashville Predators were playing the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and I wore and a New York Rangers sweater. And Joe Thornton was on the ice, and you wore a Hockey Canada jersey that had Joe Thornton's name on the back. Well, that okay, that makes what, sense. What? Well, that makes sense because that's an. So actual, does the but, Florida Panthers no, thing. Uh, what I'm saying is, you I get, get my point. It, I get your point. It, it should not matter that the guy's wearing the away team's jersey. I mean, come on, man. What is this Monday Night Football? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Do you see the thing that they do now for the? Um, they do it now for NASCAR. It's throw or throw it out. It's pretty much them yelling about the. Uh, it's like oh, there's a big wreck. They throw it out the yellow. It's something they try to do. Anyways, uh, we're gonna take a quick Nas- break. For- NASCAR's what? trying to do so much to keep people interested. Oh, I'm gonna turn. They they brought, they, brought they, they, had, they had Jay Leno on in the in the in the broadcast for a little bit yesterday. Okay, but Jay Leno loves cars. He loves that cars. That's sense. why it works. That makes sense. But what we're gonna do right now, folks, we're gonna take a quick break because yeah, we're gonna we get are. we're gonna get settled in. Yeah, we are. Because in just moments, we'll talk about the other series while it's going on. But we're just oh, moments yeah. away from Game Seven, Montreal, Toronto. Don in the studio, getting ready to go. Beautiful skyline there in downtown Toronto. The dome is closed, but guess what? Doesn't matter. That the dome is closed, but the guns are out. Boom, baby! We'll be back with more of the Kula Show here on 12 Ounce Sports. Yeah, Alex, where are your ears? People kind of. They're on my. They're on my side of my head. They're on the side of your head. Uh, welcome back to the Kula Show, everyone. Lachaim. Lachaim. We're Jewish now. Sukabigit. I, I did not know that was a thing. So Tyler and Alex Kula. Alex jumping in today because I yep. I asked him to suffer with me today. And like I said, this is going to be the most unprofessional part of the show because we got beer and Chinese because we both haven't had dinner yet. And, uh, well, uh, at this point... Well, we'll, still- we're, well, we're American. I mean, because so that's why we have to have Mexican beer. Uh, we have to have Asian food. We and, are we are multicultural. And- we got Canadian beer. We have Chinese food, Mexican beer, and water, which is from Michigan. And Canadian hockey on United States Broadcasting. Yep, because we can't do that. And I, shoot, I should have turned it on. I should have found Nick Cage because I at least wanted to watch the intro because... Um, I love watching the Hockey Night Canada. Show. You want to cheek in just a little bit there, Alex? You're like off. Cheek center. in? No, I'm good. Okay. I, well, I, feel, I look like I'm good. You're off center just a little bit. I okay. Look, I, who cares? Anyways, I slouch anyway. I'll fit in. Let's see how these noodles are. Yeah, I got the udon noodles. I'm a noodle guy. See, if you're in the chat right now, jump in. Are you noodle or rice? Alex got the rice. No. Okay. Here's the thi- here's the thing though. As far as this must be so miserable as, for the far podcast as, form of the show, by the sh- way. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who listens to us, anyways? Who Everyone watches us on Twelve Ounce Sports. Who cares? No, no, no. Uh, as far as as food is like, as far as like Chinese sides goes, are you either a a lo mein, we want lo mein, or slash chow mein, any sort of like noodle? Are you uh, mein? B. Are you insane? The do you main like main? fried rice on the side? Or C, do you keep it classic and you rock the white rice? That's the real question. Well, you've because what, I've yeah. talked I've talked this over with my missus, and she is very much missus since when? It's miss my miss your miss my not, It's not yet my mi- my my miss. Should we turn it on? Uh, oh, should we turn on the sound and like stop for Martina? No, no. Well, for one, uh, 
Yeah, we're I'm not a, in the build. I, yeah. I I am a firm believer of we're not in the building, so I'm not going to stand for right. the anthem. So I'm going to turn off the TV then because I feel obligated whenever I see Martina come on the screen, I have to stand up and belt out that high note. Okay, and cry while I'm doing it. Okay, so, you were there. You were there for that once. Yeah, you you always cry for the Canadian national anthem. I cried Saturday when there was well because it made it because every uh, time. Well, it was 2,500. Like that's the first time we've heard fans sing it, and that's when I was talking with Lucas Weiss earlier at the start of the show. Weiss, I thought you said Weiss. Well, Lucas Weiss, that was a great interview. Lucas, very smart guy, by the way. At Weiss Sports, by the way. Like I said, at Weiss, W-E-E-S-E, Sports. Follow him on there. He always has great stuff. And so, but anyway, so that's what we talked about was like the fact that there was fans singing it. Like, I've we've heard Martina sing it. We've heard a lot of people sing it. Ryan Reeves banned two Ooh. games for roughing slash unsportsmanlike conduct versus Avalanche. That breaking news, Ryan Reeves suspended. Hey, I just saw that too. So yeah, Ryan Reeves suspended two games for. Be- so let's that's that's the first series we'll jump in here while we're watching the game. I'm waiting until the end. Oh, well, we were talking about the Canes. Well, we have news though. We have we have news. We got breaking okay, news. Fam. That's wh- hence why we're live on Twelve Ounce Sports. Uh, Seven so, to one. I watched that in Planet Fitness. Yikes. So Ryan Reeves, let's talk about that first. Decides okay. to go off. At this point, Vegas getting manhandled. We'll go into why here in a moment. Cross checks Grubauer in the back of the head. And then for some reason, Ryan Gray's last year's plus minus leader as a rookie decided, unfortunately, Reeves like, you know what? You. And I know there's always this talk about the code. I didn't get to see Kevin BX's reaction to it yet. Unfortunately, that's the one problem. with Woody. That's the long one out. I'm number two. You're number one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just turn off my sound. Alex, I'm, I'm the other one here. <laughs> Anyways. I haven't heard BX because Kevin BX seems to be right now, at least on Hockey Nine Cannon Sportsnet's broadcast, he is the voice of the code on the show. This obviously came to, especially with Tom Wilson, that was a big thing there. Oh boy, we got foam coming up. Oh, I saw foam coming up on Alex's beer. You see it down there in the corner. Got a little worried there, yeah, but that's fine. He goes off on him. He roughs him, and he gets. He got a. They got a nine-minute power play out of that. Did Colorado. Now they didn't run up the yes. score because at that point the game was over. They did get one. At but, that point, it was six to one. Yes, and he got a, he got two minutes for roughing, two minutes for unsportsman, like five minute major for intent or for for roughing, a five minute major for roughing, and kicked out of the game for intent to injure. Uh, game is uh, or no, he got two minutes for roughing. Also, sorry, two for roughing, two for cross checking on Grubauer, five minutes for losing his mind and a game misconduct, and now he's got two games out of it. Yes. And with that, we should also mention Nazem Kadri's appeal for his eight-game suspension is upheld by the National Hockey League, but he's going to go to an independent contractor, which is allowed by the league. So that story is still arbitrator. ongoing. Arbitrator. arbitrator. I thought it was a contract. Independent arbitrator to discuss his suspension. So, we'll, like I said, that's, there's that. and A third I, party. I agree with the suspension. Independent I, And I still party. agree with that suspension. It's just the fact that there are other people that have done stupid stuff. Well, Ty, I'll say it. Th- I'll say it this way: It's Nazem Kadri. It's the playoffs. The so you should only get one game. That is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying every the. If we get into the whole thing about about consistently getting it's suspended, it's an ongoing thing. With Ka- it, the the. I'm whole, glad you have missed a lot of this season because the NHL no, Department of Player Safety and I will never get along. I know you won't. And honestly, I think the the whole like the terms and like the verbiage behind it as far as you know reputation and that kind of stuff i think it's flawed because honestly and i think that's a reason why you have players like tom wilson who go 
and they don't get as much as you think they should. They don't get the punishment that we as hockey fans or we, we as we as, you know, Leafs fans or, or Washington fans or whoever, whoever gets the, the butt end of the stick, literally sometimes and mostly metaphorically, thinks that a player like that should get. Yeah. But I think also, especially in the Kadri case, it was more of a reputation thing. Because if it was if if we're basing it off of the verbiage, there is wiggle room when regarding playoff play because it's a certain number of games is it not or is it well there's there's like the they consider it like a heavier penalty when you get into playoff games but the thing is that ryan reeves is also a a previous offender that's why i think that people are wondering if it why is it only two games now granted i don't want to get into the similarities between that and what tom wilson did to artemi panarin and pavel buchnevich but it's he roughed up a couple of guys that didn't need to be roughed up and Ryan Reeves gets two. Wilson gets here. Wilson, you want to hand us your lunch money? <sighs> like that's all it really was. Let's be honest. It's fifty bucks compared. To, like I think that was the story. Is like for it's like fifty bucks American of what he had to pay. Fifty six dollars. Fifty six dollars. I think it was like sixty six something. Sixty seven. Compared Canadian. to the compared to the average American salary versus Tom Wilson's salary as a Washington Capital, his fine would have been equivalent to fifty six dollars American pre tax. Yeah, it's it's kind of dumb, but anyways, back to the game. Yeah, Vegas, well, don't forget, guys, they only had one day off before they had to play on Sunday. They play game seven Friday night, very emotional game. They get a big win over Minnesota. Unfortunately, the Wild didn't pull it out, even though I really went into that game thinking to myself, I'm like, man, it'd be nice, but I just, for some reason, I just didn't feel like that was going to be the Wild's time to do it. Out of no. all the times they've done it in the past, twice to Colorado, they've always made it interesting against, like, Chicago and Dallas back in 2016. But even then, you kind of looked at all of those teams, you know, like the 2016 team with Mika Koivu and all that, and just... And I think every Dub- single Dubnik t- was the goaltender that Every time. single time you looked at it, and you're like, wow, that's an upset. So yeah. it's, it, it was interesting because it wasn't supposed to happen. And Minnesota's just been one of those franchises where they've just they've always been just outside of it. And they've they've never had enough gas to make it deep, nor have they had the kind of like, all right, we're completely out of it, let's rebuild. Nor yeah. have they had the money to rebuild. Right. Or they at least be, be, because I mean also think about it too, is people ask the, the question, why has you know why has it been so hard for teams like Winnipeg to build up great teams? And why is why it's been so hard for Winnipeg to get well, Jacob to, 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 s- to sign players? States. Why has it been so difficult to sign you know sign players you know, like UFAs that kind of stuff when when they're on the hunt that kind of thing? Why is it so hard to keep so- certain players? You know wh- what's what's holding up? Well, for one, who wants to live in freaking Man- Manitoba? Who wants to live in Min- Winnipeg? I don't. Uh, well, you're you're a it's you're cold a, and dreary. Say you're a fair weather fan. Not I like I like winter. You don't. I like just it. like winter with stuff to do. There is stuff to do. Like what? Go to the Jets games. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go to the Jets games every night. Now, if, if you get well, what if what if you're a Jets player? What else is there in town? There's a, the there. Blue Ballers. I'm sorry, Bombers. The Blue Bombers. I need to make in the summertime. I'm sorry. 
in the summertime, oh man, dude, bombers don't don't you get? Okay, hey, you what know? if you like? What if you don't like football? What well, if, then you, got? you clearly can't live in the plains then of of Canada. That's why it's so easy for Vegas to get people. It feels like because it's Vegas. Yeah, and when Bill people, when and, people and sign, Kelly McCrimmon when and people George sign McKee places, have done so what do much- they think about? What am I going to be able to do on my off days or when I, you know, when I have free time? There's plenty to do in Minnesota. What, what am I going to be able to do to set up for my family? Is the team any good? And if you're in Minnesota, it's a great place to raise a family. St. Paul, you know, which is where the wild are. But yeah, well, yeah, I mean, not so bad of a place to raise a family. Yeah, there's just not a whole lot to do. I feel like. Yeah, to your point, it's 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 not well. Okay, scratch that. There's plenty to do in Minnesota. It's just that it's dreary. Well, I just well, okay. I think you're looking at it from a too far of a logistics perspective. I'm just well, saying Well, that's because that's why you got to sometimes think about. I'm it. just saying the fact that the Leafs or the Wild just got outplayed. That's what I'm saying. That's why they lost. They didn't lose because they got I mean, yes, Vegas has the more talent, but Minnesota showed that they can hang in but there. But my my point oh, is Oh, good lord. Oh gosh, there's a loose puck. Okay, sorry. Oh, Jack- sorry. The Leafs were playing like the Leafs. Jack Campbell uh, all of a sudden fought the puck right in front of the crease. <laughs> yeah, at least my third string goalie is freaking rocking it. Yours is embarrassing. Who's your- what Reimer? He hasn't played the no. Who can't pronounce the name? Starts Nemestadich. Oh, Nedeljkovic is your that one. No, I thought. Okay, excuse me. Nedeljkovic, that one. You meant third string to start the year. Well, Campbell is the backup. Now the reason why Mike I don't like I don't know what's wrong with Michael Hutchinson. I'm not saying I'm not saying Hutchinson should be playing in this game, but I'm saying like what happened to him? He was playing fine. Probably a confidence thing with Keith. Nick, maybe. Well, yes, Dave Riddick was better. My point what I was going on is Minnesota has always been a middle tier team. They've never been able to get over the hump. And it's been year after year after year of this. And it's just like <laughs> do you want to keep trying for it? Do you, do you want to, or do you want to, it's like, do you want to give up and then see if you're able to rebuild? Because it's well, a we, hard we, thing, What too. was the one thing we talked about during our pre our, our preseason show, our, our predictions of how the season was going to go? Or no, no, um, our Christmas special. That was the, they're like a, a furnace that needs to be replaced. They have enough to survive, but not enough to be good longevity. Yeah. And then they make the playoffs and gave Vegas a run for their money. Well, yeah, I mean, even at the beginning of the season, I, I always I said that the Minnesota Wild I said, Minnesota's I said Minnesota, Minnesota will make the playoffs, but they won't make it past the first round. But you and I both said fourth, though. We both said fourth in the division, and we we're both wrong. But yes, they got made it to make it out of the first round. Well, but let's get to let's jump to round two here. Okay, let's jump to the game between that Vegas played. Vegas goes with Robin Leonard in game one. Now, I don't think that was anyone's surprise, mainly because of the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury is clearly the number one goaltender. That's not why he didn't start game one. They said, let's give him a break because he's playing back to, or he's play, not, not playing back to, he's playing every single game with only a day's rest for that entire series. And then all of a sudden has to quickly go back for a series against a rested, fresh, and really angry team in the Colorado Avalanche, a team that is determined to win this year, and Nathan McKinnon, who is being a world eater right now. Yeah, that was, listen, when Robin Leonard got the start, I'm like, okay, this is not a, oh, something wrong with Flurry. This is Robin Leonard is starting because uh, you need to give Flurry rest. So, and thankfully for Vegas, I don't know why they didn't think about this to start the series, but they get two days off before game two on Wednesday night. That's a big, big help for Vegas. They want to get back in this series. But to that point, though, Colorado's good. 
Colorado was really good. Nathan McKinnon had two goals. They looked dangerous. Had two goals and an assist. Kale McCarr literally decided, I'm just going to be the greatest defenseman in the history of the world. A goal and three assists. No, 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 but, but, but here's the thing, though. You say they look good. I don't think they look I think they look dangerous. Dangerous? They, they look competitive. They looked at, uh, I would put them up against any team in the East. Well, the as only, the only teams in the East are New York and Boston, Alex. You mean the rest of the league? Just say the rest of the league. Fine, rest of the league. Well, absolutely. That. Why, why were they the President's Trophy winners, Alex? Exhibit A. Him and McKinnon and Linda Scott both had two goals and assists. Rantanen had a goal and an assist. Vegas, like I said, Vegas was just tired. I, I, that's why I don't judge. Now, yes, that's a huge momentum builder for, for Colorado. Colorado's a good team. This was supposed to be the series that everyone wanted to see in round two. But let's just hold on. It's not over yet. Just because it was seven to one, we've seen games get lopsided on both, like with good teams and bad teams. Let's not panic. You know darn well, though. Well, for one, the the Reeves suspension is going to be a huge hit to them. Well, because Reeves didn't play in games five or six because he was on the COVID protocol list for Vegas, which made right. Minnesota play a little bit tougher. Right. So plays in game seven, you take, wins. You take the Rottweiler off the ice, and all you're left with is a couple Jack Russells. Russell, excuse me, Jack Russell Terriers. Yes. Well, that yes, that's the full name for him, but... But I, I like... Well, I don't think they have any Boston Terriers on that team, but it's okay. That's why I said Jack Russell's, not Boston's. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, anyways. My, uh, my, my, my thing is, yes, it's not, not every single game is going to be 7-1, to one, but they set a precedent yes. in game one. They are out there. They're out for blood. C- Colorado is dangerous. They're going to put everything they can at you. They're not stopping. Right. They're not going to... Oh, you're tired? I don't care. I'm still going to win. And but, I, oh. this is this is a series that, you know, we we always talk about you know, this the the other team will get one out of them. I think if Colorado keeps with their mojo and they're smart, if they're smart, they're going to go full force for four games, sweep them out, rest. I think when they go back to Vegas, Vegas will get their footing. That's why I think this two-day rest is so important for the Knights. I, I think they're going to make this a lot. It may go five or six, but I think the, it'll be more competitive than it was last night. I don't think there's any – nobody's doubting that. Because while Vegas as a team but would has you found – hold on. As, okay. as, way as, as Vegas has found ways to lose the last couple of playoff years. Now, granted, 2019 was an absolute joke. It was not a joke, but okay. It was, Pavelski fell on the back of his head. That should not have been a five-minute major. Anyways – Changed the game forever. But regardless, 2020, yeah, they almost lost to the Canucks. They almost lost to Thatcher Demko. Okay, I get that. They, The Chicago Blackhawks gave him a bunch of flack in that first-round series. But that said, there's enough veteran players in that room to say, all right, guys, game one, yeah, we got our teeth kicked in. It's okay, though. Two days off. Let's relax. Nobody, just don't worry about that game. We know how we can play Colorado. It's going to be fun on Wednesday night. 10 o'clock. Eastern time, 7 o'clock Pacific time. That's actually the lone Would game. you be surprised, though, if they won it in four? Colorado? No. Absolutely not. But I would... Because... Uh, uh, here's uh, the thing. Here's, here's, here's how it's going to sound really... It's going to sound dumb, probably okay. confusing to some people. I'm not going to be surprised if Colorado wins in four. I would be surprised if Vegas was swept, though. Does that make sense? It, I know it sounds kind of... It kinda, makes sense, but it doesn't. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like a hyperbole, but... To that point, like you'd be you'd be shocked if Vegas was swept in this series, but you would not be surprised if Colorado swept them because how good Colorado is. Looking at it from each team's perspective, 
my final note on it, so before I move on to the next one, is seven to one does a thing to a team. Doesn't matter if even if you, even if you have two days. I don't of, know, man. You remember when? Even if you have two days remember, of rest. Remember Edmonton Anaheim in 2017, Game Five, when Edmonton was trying to stay alive. They at, in Edmonton they throttled the Ducks. I think it was like six one, seven two. It was a lopsided score. Anaheim comes out, knocks them out the next game. Well, it's because Anaheim's Anaheim was by far the better team. Well, yes, absolutely. But that's what I'm but, saying. To, but, but to that's, that, to that's that beca- point, though. That was one game. That's what I'm Anaheim saying. Anaheim knew that they were a far better team. But if you're in Vegas, if you, knows, if you're they, in Vegas, Vegas lock- knows they're a better team than they were last night. If Vegas, if you're in the Vegas locker room, it's not like, oh, well, crap, they really pulled a fast one on us, but we're, st- we're still going to beat them. We're still better than them. If you're in the Vegas locker room, crap, we just got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, they got hammered. But the next, you know, three to however many games, they're going to be hard. Because I'll say it once, and I'll say it again. Colorado is dangerous. They look like not only a cup contender, but they look like the cup contender. But just it's they, gonna, they, it's it's a thing what happened last year. They looked like a cup contender last year. But what happened? Grubauer got hurt. Francois got hurt. Michael Hutchinson almost saved the day, but it was not going to be enough. They just have to find a way to not they just have need a to stay letdown. healthy. Exactly. But then that, again, that was their only thing. It's like. You can, you can, oh, and McKinnon, this is, and, this is and, why and this, McKinnon and got this sh- is, and McKinnon got shut down. You know, this Dallas. is why this, and this is why this. That's, it was a flu, what happened? No. Dude, look, look at Colorado. Even if they lost a piece, unless it was McKinnon. This year, I th- well, they could lose someone up front and be okay. I don't think they could lose McKinnon. Well, not McKinnon, pardon me, but they could lose. They can't lose Landis Gog. Makar. I say Makar, Landeskog. They could, they could probably lose Makar, Landeskog, and McK- no, absolutely. Not. Where's your offense coming from? Then after that, the other two Ugh. sub. No, <laughs> Makar is just such a day. He's so good. I, dude, that's like saying okay, that's like saying when Pasternak got hurt for a hot second that Bergeron and Marshawn were doing great. That they well, they weren't when he was hurt. They, when Pasta was out for a good stretch time during the season, that's when Boston started to fall back down in the standings. And that's when people thought, oh, it's over. Boston's going to make the playoffs. We're going to get knocked out handily. And then Pasta comes back, and they end up moving on pretty easily against a what seemed like a formidable Washington Capitals I'm not Capitals concerned team. about the Avalanche at all. That's I'm not. True. I give you that. But I have I, no concern. Like I if said, I was a Vegas fan, I'd be Final word. Colorado, they sweep. Okay. Vegas gets swept. That's a problem. Makes sense if you don't think about it too much. Let's move over to the Central Division series that we were going to pertain to before Ryan Reeves got suspended. Well, officially suspended. Broke had some breaking news here on TKS. Uh, by the way, let's take a quick moment here. If you wanted, if you missed the Lucas Weiss interview earlier, that's totally fine. It's okay. No need to panic. You can obviously watch the replay on Twelve on Sports, or or Alex, you can watch it on the Cool Show YouTube channel. Or if you don't want to watch us eat Chinese food and drink beer, you can also just listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Listen to us eat Chinese food and drink beer. Because I'm pretty sure they could hear me chewing my uh, my noodles. Well, maybe for a hot second. You turned off your mic. I tried. Well, that, the last time I did. But Central. Let, Central Division. Tampa and Carolina. This, now. The series to watch. I, no. uh, well, <laughs> I, I will say this. Tampa, if Kucherov doesn't come back and Sam Coast is 100% healthy, Florida wins that series. And actually, pardon me. If they don't start Bob in either of the games that he did, I think Florida wins the series. But that's neither here nor there. My thing is this, though. Tampa is ready to go, but Carolina, the way they play yeah. is perfect to combat Tampa. However, we saw yesterday, 
You give Tampa any light, and that's trouble. Braden Point, power play. You can't take penalties against Tampa. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, gosh, Josh Anderson. Sorry. Josh Anderson had a two-on-one. If on he threw that on the ice, he was in. Oh, yeah, because he... Well, Jack Campbell is the epitome of a goaltender that got mashed. It's like, imagine Chris Osgood, but younger, who got who was brought up in a stand-up style goaltending, but then got told to drop to his knees. That's Jack Campbell, the way he plays. Except Jack Campbell is a few years younger than Chris Osgood when he started doing Butterfly. Fair. But anyways, no, I. this is a, a perfect matchup. Carolina, who loves to just gun-ho shoot everything on goal, and Tampa, who has offensive powers. But at the same token, both teams have good goaltending and good solid defense. Now, d- despite chances getting galore yesterday, that, that game was exactly, I think, what we expected out of it. Now, we probably expected a few more goals, but that's because of the two goaltenders. Adelkovic, not his greatest game, but he made a few big saves. That squeaker by Barkley Goudreau is one he's going to want back, but that's the weakest goal he's given up these playoffs. Not bad for a rookie. No. But the other guy. 25-year-old rookie, I think. The guy, well, yeah, 20, yeah, that's while well, he's been in the minors for a long time. Former Flint Firebird legend, Alex Adelkovic. But the other guy at the other end, the guy that's going to win the Vesna Trophy this year, I'm not even going to argue it this time, Andre Vasilevsky, 37 saves. Uh, nobody's shocked there. No. And you, you can never discount the Lightning for the amount of talent that they have. Nope. Regardless of however they play, you know, whatever the score is, even if they want barely get by by one goal in overtime, which if you're a Hurricanes fan... We're used to that now. We just go to we just go to overtime, double overtime, triple overtime. You lost in double overtime, both games out. Whatever. We're used to it. Matt Duchesne. We are used to extra time, man. Well, yeah, we, yeah. That being said, I think the the one thing to keep note about this series is because both. I think this is the as far as round two. There are a lot of series. There, there's 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 options. There's you have Carolina and Tampa, where you have two great teams as far as talent. Very you deep. Have very deep. Very deep. You have the Isles versus the Bruins. which Not is very deep versus not very deep. Not very deep versus not very deep. <laughs> and but, two good goaltenders. But quite cutthroat. Yes. It's going to be a very nasty series. We'll get to that here in just a moment. You have Colorado and Vegas. Where, high scoring. Where it's going to be high scoring. Willy nilly hockey. You're gonna see a lot of after the whistle shenanigans. Literally, it's literally Vegas, Las Vegas. Roll the dice and see what you get. And Go sevens. I guess with this, you have Winnipeg versus either Toronto or Montreal, which is just gonna be well. To Winnipeg. The, Winnipeg is Connor Hellebuck in the band of Merry Men. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I, let's I, be honest. I, I will say this though: uh, the, the Canadian division, the Scotia Bank. North. North, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, boring. I Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I think people say that because if... It's this, not... It's, that, I, I know. I know. I was yes. just on the phone the other day saying the reason why is because there's no fans. Well, no, game, I'm, yeah, and game I'm six is probably on, the most entertaining game that we've I'm had. I'm talking on ice. I'm talking on ice. It's yes. just there's not a lot of story there. There's yeah, not... There is plenty of story. It's just... It's different. There's no diversity. It's just... You know, we play hockey. We're very good at what we do. And, you know, I think we're just going to win. That's what everyone says. No. Yes. The Islanders are like, we are going to score goals, and we have Matt Martin to punch your face in. If you're Boston, we're like, we are going to score goals, and Pasternak's going to slash your face in. If you're Carolina, we're going to score goals, and we're going to run circles around you. You want some barbecue? Want some barbecue? 
on some Carolina barbecue. If you're Tampa, we're going to score goals and hate other teams' fans. Well, okay, yes, I'm going to yeah, go back to it. Really? I don't even we're going to gunny, gunny sack that, aren't you? We've already gone back to a story literally this about series, less than an hour ago. This series, the team that wins is the team that controls the pace. Nadelkovich. Well, who led the pace? Well, Carolina probably. I'd say Carolina. Carolina the entire time. Look look at just even game six with uh, Carolina. Watch that Nashville. game. Nashville. There's, that's what I said. You said Carolina. The Hurricanes. You mentioned Carolina versus Nashville. Game six. I said with Carolina. Watch that game. What is one thing you can take away from that? Nadelk- the one thing I took away was Nadelkovich fit in like a glove. He can make the big save. Not even big save. Back-end pace. Puck movement. Making sure that as soon as four-checkers come in, they're already back-checking. <laughs> you are a noodle walrus, sir. I'm a noodle walrus. This... Whoever controls the pace in this series is going to win. Tampa doesn't like to go too fast. Why? Because all of their best players aren't the quickest on their feet. They, but that's why you have Goudreau and you they, have they depend, they depend on their couple guys to go into the corners, get it out, get puck position. Yep. As long as they have the puck, Tampa feels safe. Right. E- even when they're in the defensive zone. Ooh, Morgan Riley with a chance. Carey Price, okay, well, finish your point. We'll, we'll, get, get, there, we'll get there, we'll no, get there. No, finish your point. Well, uh, we'll get there in a second. Well, my, my, my point is, even when they're in the defensive zone, Tampa just looks comfortable with the puck. It's when they're off the puck that I have concern for them. Carolina, even when they don't have the puck, good at, they're a good they puck possession team. move. They just keep moving. They keep cycling out. There's, it's, it's almost like they don't even really have positions on the ice other than when they are at the faceoff. The the thing is with Carolina, it's Rod Brindamore but with more skill. That's not a that's not a complete knock on Rod Brindamore. He was a very effective player when he played, but he was not a superstar. Now, yes, it was fortunate enough that he got to play with Eric Lindros, Johnny Claire. When he was in Carolina, he had Ronnie Francis and Sammy Kapanen. But he was never he didn't have to be a superstar. He wasn't a super skilled player, but he worked and he skated and he got in the right areas. Now imagine that, just take that hardworking mentality and throw it into a guy with hands like Andrei Sveshnikov, Aho, Martin Marty Natchez. Like that is why I think this Carolina team is so dangerous. They're playing for him. It's insane that he's only gonna get paid two million dollars to be a coach. But he wants to be there. Like it's the, it's it's incredible the fact that anyone's like, why would he never you know, why would he leave? Or, you know, of course, coaches, they, everyone wants more money. But here's the thing. Rod Brendamore loves being in Carolina. He likes being there. And that's what makes, that's why he's going to take a massive pay cut. He's going to get paid way less than Babcock was getting paid when he was with the Leafs. Way less than what John Joel Quinville is getting paid in Florida or he's in Chicago. Like, he's going to get paid dirt cheap compared to those guys, but it's because he wants to be there. And that team will play for him. That's, I think, the biggest thing in all this. It's, now, granted, as soon as that goes away, yes. He'll be gone. Tyler, That's how it works for everybody. I'm going to go off for a little bit. Could you look up what uh, Scotty Bowman's salary was when uh, the last one he signed? Scotty Bowman coaching salary. Well, okay, I'm going to have to try to find try, a way. Try to try to look it up because um, compare boost wages. Bowman sits. In four, is that his? 
This is wow. This is all the way back from 1997. An article is, from the Associated Press, which I can use because actually I, an article that I, I looked at. So you should he be gets able, paid. So scroll down for he gets paid 650 grand, which the average salary at that point was 386. Mil, Mike Mil, Mike Milbury got paid 700 grand in 1997 to be a head coach. Who in the blue blazing hell thought that was a good idea? Was that John Spano before they realized he couldn't pay for the pie of the Islanders? Was that him? Let's let's look at what six fifty was today. All right, yeah, six hundred fifty thousand, six hundred fifty k in nineteen ninety seven. Today, yeah, okay. Let's try that. Uh, value of it is so that would equal to converted amount a little over a million dollars. Little over a million dollars a year, and that was when Scotty Bowman was pretty much the twilight of his career. My point with this is actually, I'm I'm glad that you clicked that one because I I, I used that as a source in one of my papers. Graduated student, by the way. Graduated yeah, I, college kid. He's got a degree now. I do have a I have a, I have a degree to tell He's you. Got, that you got a gurdurd? I have a degree. I have a piece of. I have a I have a very expensive piece of paper. I got a degurd that I paid a lot for to tell you that you're not good at sports, and I'll tell you how to be good at sports. And that that that. If you're gonna story. be dumb, you gotta be tough. Let me learn you how to sport real quick, son. Okay, okay. You're really thinking of Carolina folks now. <laughs> I like barbecue. I like. I love that. I like Carolina barbecue. I like Carolina. Well, okay. You have to be careful because there's Carolina barbecue and then there's the Southern Cal- Carolina style of barbecue, like the sauce. The sauce. If you start dipping, though, we're gonna have problems. That's all I'm gonna say. What dipping barbecue? No dipping. Oh, dip. I'm dip. Oh no, I'm not stupid. Okay, I'm just making sure. Just want to know where you're at. Um. But my point with that is that he he was paid a lot, but he wasn't paid the most. Yep. You don't have to be paid the most to be the best. And we, we've we always talked about players taking pay cuts to be on winning teams. This is a good call. And as, as a former player, he understands this. Yep. Even though he didn't play in the cap era. Well, he played for teams. Well, he played for Philly, but he, then he went to Carolina, which had no cap. For... For I mean I mean after after the the cap era so he, he played like uh, till two thousand nine oh dang that's a good question I think he played till two thousand nine he played he, or two thousand eight I think it was two thousand eight yes because he was not on the play, t- he didn't make it to the conference finals in oh nine no he played hockey reference two thousand ten two thousand ten was his last career. oh no so he was there okay so. He, where played, he was 16th in the Selkie voting that year. The majority of his career was played outside of the cap era, but even when he was in it, he 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 understands the, the importance of dollars to success. You don't have to make the most money to win. I.e., Bob down in Florida. I.e., Quinville down in Florida. Why is why they're good? Yes, but will they win? No. Connor that Mc- was Spencer Con- Knight there. Connor Spencer Knight's going to lead him to the Connor McDavid land. in Edmonton. Edmonton will not be a successful team until he until Connor McDavid's contract is up, or if he gets an extension with the team and it's lower. I just find it funny. Guaranteed. How, I just find it funny how money does not mean win. I find it funny what? how <laughs> Toronto's the most expensive team in the entire league. Actually, that's, that's a- not true. They're not way over the cap. Well. I don't think they're as expensive as Tampa. Well, Tampa has. Well, Tampa did the cap circumvention up to the wazoo. You understand what I'm saying? Pardon. Winnipeg. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is this really right? Winnipeg. 2021 camp space. Cap space. Oh, it's. Wait, hold on. What Does the? that include LTIR? Uh, 
Final cap. There we go. Tampa's $98 million. There it is, yes. Toronto's not even the best. Toronto's only at 84 They're very expensive, though. They're, they're very expensive. They're, the majority of their team is in three players. Actually, excuse me. Well, four-ish, but three players, one of which is not playing right now because he's out indefinitely in John Tavares. Toronto can spend as much money as they want. By the way, sit down, Marner. Uh, they can spend as much money as they want to try to be a good hockey team, but you don't win without wins. And if, Hold on, say that again. You don't win without wins. You don't win without wins. Thank you, Alex. Because if you don't have enough wins, you don't make the playoffs, and if you don't make the playoffs, you don't win the thing. Make sense? No, they need wins in the playoffs. They've been making the playoffs. That's not a problem. They just Well, now... Well, okay, yes, there is a good chunk Well, of let's years. see if they can make it past the first round, Ty. Well, they're getting outshot 10-7 right now. I know now you're sweating right now, and it ain't just because the... the no, it's because of these. It's because it the, it's yeah. it's the Kung Pao chicken I got here. Actually, I took that, a bite of this, and I'm like, oh, good Lord. I don't know if that's actually the... It's It was like something spicy chicken. So it was basically... This is the one I usually get from... Okay, that's what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um... Or is I, going with I should have told you about the place oh. you usually go to. Taking cuts. Brenda Moore understands this. He wants his people taken care of. He wants to make sure that he's taken care of. He wants to make sure that his players and the playing style that he's implemented survives. Yep. Because, yes, he could make a lot of money going to hang out with his buddy in Seattle. He totally could. Oh, man. Well, I, well, and that'd be great. I would, I would love that. But it's not going to be good for Carolina. It's not going to be good for him because you know what? As as our good uncle Alex said at the uh, the family get together before I got over here, if you have a bunch of players that don't work in your system, you just have a bunch of players. You're you're not going to win. Exactly. That's 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 the reason why you know I I think it's promising that the Detroit Red Wings are where they're at because they still I mean even though they're not very successful, they have players in their system. Oh boy, that work with. Blashill's coaching style. Rod Brendamore is doing good things in Carolina. Why would you stop? You're on. You are on the fringe. You're on you, the, you the have, fringe to bring this in another orga- cup to this. This organization has built up from the the kind of like pseudo dark years post 2006 cup to bringing it back to where it needs to be. They're a cup contender. They sang to his father for goodness sake. They did. That, I, that was that was such an adorable video. Like I, it's his birthday, everybody, and on cue, happy birthday. And of course, he's like, he's on the phone with his dad. You guys did the greatest thing right tonight. You guys worked your like wow. If I did that, I'm like, <laughs> dad probably be like, uh, calm down there, calm, <laughs> calm down. But like this team's a cup contender. They they make the playoffs consistently now. Now they do. Yes, they make it past the first round, per, past nope. second round nope. consistently now. They were knocked down the first round last year. Okay, last year, yes. But I, they're they're gonna be that team. Yep. They're gonna be a team like like a Tampa, like a Boston, kind of like the Islanders. Now they're one of they're another one of those teams that kind of gets up there. We'll get we'll talk about yep. them later. But I'm I'm so excited. And why why would you like go away from that? That'd be like that'd be like a star player for a team deciding. You know what? I can make some better money elsewhere. Let me just leave a cup contender real quick. Jack Eichel. Wait, what? <laughs> well, he can't make more money elsewhere. He just. Wants to go somewhere. Well, else. he he probably could make m- more money elsewhere. Speaking of which, your he Seth, Seth Jones is going to be looking for. Look, he doesn't want to be anywhere with. He doesn't want to be with the Blue Jackets next season. I don't want him. Well, yeah, well, I don't want him because that cap hit's going to be big. The Leafs. I don't everyone's want like, him. oh, he's going to come to the Leafs. I'm like, 
How? Why did... How? Ah, yes, Leafs Nation. You tell me how we're going to pay for him. We're going to trade Morgan Riley. Okay, no, you're not. No, you're not. Get I, off that horse. I mean... Hey, Freddie Anderson's coming off the books next year. Don't tell me anything otherwise. At least not for... He's not going to be there for $5 million. I'm just saying. I'll give him 700 k and a shiny nickel. 800 k at least a million. Seven hundred. I don't know. It'll be interesting what happens with Frederick Anderson. Seven fifty if he's lucky. I will say Isn't this. I will say seven hundred. Seven hundred. That's what Spets and Thornton are making. Okay. I'll say this: how this game goes tonight determines if Frederick Anderson is a Leaf next year. Yes. I'm saying it right now. Oh yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. But let's take a quick pause here. When we come back, we will talk about that Boston Islanders series. Chris King, by the way, is just having an absolute Chris, blast. Who are you? Bogosian. That's Bogosian. Look at all. There's our frontline workers. Look at right that there. right there. Yeah. Hey, Hab sweaters. Because they're in Ontario, and there's high Habs fans Hi, in Ontario. Is that? Oh, it's Wixie. Hi, Haley. That's Haley. I'm sorry. Haley Wickenheiser. Doctor. Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. Haley. The Haley Wickenheiser, not our Wixie. I'm pretty sure the Wixie. I'm pretty Dr. sure Wixie's Haley Wickenheiser. I think I just scared Wixie. Is Wixie heard her name. Doctorate in bad MFery. She is a doctor. She's awesome. Hey, look, and she's a doctor, a certified medical professional, and also the director of player performance in Tr- for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And former Olympian. And former Olympian. Gold medal winner, Hall of Famer, let the whole just, nine yards. Let me just get the, the list down. Just pull out the computer paper. <laughs> she has done everything. <laughs> multi-time <laughs> world champion, multi-time gold medal winner. She's done it all, and she could have done more. Well, I mean, she was actually pretty old, but she could have kept going. I will say this. She's doing a lot off the ice. She's doing a lot off the ice. She's doing an amazing job. But let's take a break, though, because we want to eat some more Chinese food without it crunching, because I have a lot of the nuts that are left in the Kung Pao here, which uh, it's a little loud in the speaker. So we'll take a quick pause, folks. When we come back, Isles Boston, as well as more reaction to this game, which is only got 24 seconds left in the first period, still scoreless leaves and halves. You're watching The Kula Show here on 12 Out Sports. Dirty heckin' ding. Dirty heckin' ding. Jolly, my dear boy. Welcome back to the Kula Show, everyone, here on 12 Out Sports, where I am sweating profusely. one nothing to score with uh, Boston leading the Islanders. 13-37 to go in the first period. Charlie Coyle, his second. Charlie. Of the postseason with an absolute dandy of a dangle. Charlie, Charlie Coyle. Boy. Gosh, my hair's starting to curl, too. That's how much I'm sweating. That's bad. That's ugly. Oof. Uh, first period over between the Leafs and the Habs. Only a little over half hour left on the show. I hope it's only nothing, nothing after by the time we get done with the show. Knock on wood, so I don't feel obligated to stay in the studio because it's getting warm in here. <laughs> Is it? I well, then you again, got your window open. A window's open. Yeah, it, she's it's open. Gonna get cooler in here. I hope so. Honestly, <clears throat> when I was coming over here, I was I was really thinking to myself. You know, I know it's it's getting to be warmer out. But am I going to have to bring a sweater into the studio? No, because typically you keep it real cool in here. But thankfully, well, your we wife, try- your wife is taking a handle and just strapped it right to you, saying no. Well, here's the thing: we're going to keep it as a reasonable temperature in here. I well, I'm obviously wearing a shirt now because we're on the program here on the Kiel Show here on Twelve Ounce Sports. Or if you're listening to us on your favorite podcatcher on the Kiel Show or the YouTube channel sure. replay. Sure. But also the fact that I don't have to wear a shirt around the house. Yeah, um, and we don't. That's have, nice. That's that's very nice. No, as soon as me and Katie moving together, I'm not wearing pants. You don't, yeah, you don't have <laughs> that. See, that's the thing. That's the one of the best parts. Like when we, when Kel and I moved in together, I was so happy because I'm like, I don't have. To, I can just trot around in shorts or boxers or whatever, no problems. Don't have to worry about 
Tyler, you, you did that anyway. <laughs> well, okay, I you did, did that. that anyway. I tried. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Even when you were in Lucknow, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't personally attest to it. I'm sure that it was no. I never, all you did I, was walked no, around. I in your undies and nothing. I couldn't. You want to know why, Alex? Because I was in Lucknow in the fall and winter when it was always under okay. ten degrees. It but was even when we the were warmest at day the I had house, when I wore nanas or when you were living with the boys, you still didn't wear a shirt. I never wore a shirt. Shirt were, was never a th- shirt was, was always either, optional. You were you were always wearing shorts with no underwear. You're basically wearing spots. Well, when we were when we were just point. doing the podcast without any video, how often did I wear a shirt? Never, never, Almost exactly, never. Unless it was like winter, winter and when it was, was like actually yeah, when freezing. It was, well, because down in the basement, oh, I miss. That's the only reason why I missed the basement. We had poor connection down there, but the only reason why I loved the basement was boy, oh boy, it was nice and cool. And see, as soon as soon as uh, soon as you moved out and everything, I just brought my entire set up into my bedroom because I was like, I am not freezing in the middle of the winter just because but I But the blankets f- down there were so nice. I don't want to always be covered in blankets. Sometimes I want to be in a comfortable Someday temperature. Someday I don't want to use a big, thick blanket over my legs. Is that how the song goes? Sure. Yeah, Wixie. And, oh, look at Wixie. She's laying down like a good girl. She's waiting, Wh- for, she's waiting for scraps. Yeah. Let's be Wix- Wixie heard that uh, we have dog Wixie. she was on the TV. Dog Wixie is in here. Haley Wickenheiser is at Scotiabank right now. <clears throat> she's at the bank. She's having a spa day. She's making money. Carrie Price through the first period looking pretty good. They're showing some of his highlights. I mean, he, he, nothing flashy. It's all conspiracy. Him breaking his stick. Him going to Laval, it's all a conspiracy, Ty. Well, he went to Laval because he needed it was a conditioning stint. It was to throw Toronto off their game and think that he was that he was hurting and he was he was not no, ready to play no. him. Anytime Carey Price says, you say Stanley Cup playoffs to Carey Price, like, when was the last bad start he had in the postseason? Honestly, I, I really think it's one of those things where, what, was, it, was it the Terminator where he got, uh, was he unfrozen? Or what, what, what movie was that? Talking, well, that was, if you're talking where he got flash frozen, melted, and came back together, that was T-1000 in Terminator 2. That one. Okay. I, I honestly believe that it's like you have dummy carry price throughout the regular season, preseason, all that stuff, offseason, whatever. Is that Kobe what? Armstrong? <clears throat> no. That's Kobe Armstrong. Yeah, it is. Kobe Armstrong's on NBC. Mm. Did Sportsnet fire him? Maybe. Or did, they have, or did they get the deal that TSN used to have? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, that being well, said, there were a lot of layoffs at Sportsnet, but, but I don't think Kobe was one of them. But, uh, probably Woods. No, well, anyways, he's not that great. Uh, hey, we lost Siebel. He's, Siebel. On, he's on NBC. He's not that great. NBC's on their last leg. <laughs> anyways, um, shoot, where was I going with this? Ty, what was I talking about? I don't remember now. I'll be honest. We were talking about Terminator. Carey Price. Oh, there yes. we go. And then playoffs comes around. T100 Carey Price comes to help. T1000. Whatever. T100. That's like the infant. <laughs> Tyler, my extent of actually watching the Terminator was watch me watching Jingle All the Way. I was just watching Arnold Schwarzenegger and any other movie. That's as much as I've ever watched. Turbo Man. Turbo. It's Turbo Time. Arnold Schwarzenegger and tur- wearing Turbo Man's gear is the closest that thing was I've al- ever seen. That's almost as bad as like if anyone's ever watched the movie True Lies, that's just about as bad. So the difference was True Lies, they dropped some F-bombs in there. What's True Lies? That's another movie that Arnie did in the 90s that was just completely bonkers and off the wall. Was it like bonkers off the wall? Was, was this like still doing he Olympia? Was, he was, this, he was, was this still doing Olympia, he was, Arnie, he was or a, what? He was a husband. I don't know if he had a kid in that one. I don't remember if he had a kid, but he was a husband. Okay, that sorry. was getting hunted. been dangling for the past half hour, dude. 
Oh, this the onion. <laughs> the one that's just it's ready to fall off. It's like every every mid card wrestler during the Royal Rumble just hanging off the ropes, never gonna get eliminated until like some big heavy face or big heavy heel just comes out and knocks him out completely. At Kofi Kingston. Kofi King. Well, no, because the king of not getting eliminated. No, because Kofi got knocked out of the ring but didn't get eliminated. That onion was just hanging on. Anyways, so here you talk for a second because I got an onion I have to crunch in my sure, mouth. Sure, yeah, you, you you got you chewed chew it for a bit. Um, so next next series we're gonna talk about here is the Boston and Islanders series. One zero Boston after game one, where David Pasternak pasta. Speaking of pasta, speaking of noodles and pasta, David Pasternak, Dunkin' Donuts' favorite player, gets a hat trick. And I'll be honest with you, you see the hat trick, you see it's a five two score, you think, oh, it was pretty lopsided. Well. No, no, it wasn't. As far now, as play goes. Now, granted, it could have been lopsided because Ilya Sororkin, holy moly, not to quote the Fox show, holy moly, did he look good. Because, and I mentioned him, like, Ilya Sororkin's the he was supposed to be the goalie of the future anywho. That's why they brought him in last year in the bubble. I mentioned this after the Islanders eliminated the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's going to be their guy once Varlama finally goes over the hill, which may be already right now. But he was solid. He looked confident because there were times in Boston. They only had two power plays, but he looked really good, made some really big saves right now. Yes, it's one nothing right now, and he did get his jock strap ripped off him and it's thrown to the top of the TD Garden right now. But let's be honest, he that game one does not – it's maybe a 7 or 8-2 game if it's not for the play of Ilya Sorokin. That's how good he was in that first game. I am excited to see how this series pans out because I definitely, I definitely feel like the Islanders. Hold on, that's Simeon Varlamov. Never mind. Simeon oh. Varlamov got his jock shot dangled off. Why is Varlamov starting? Uh, Barry Trotz, what is the matter with you? Barry the- Trotz is a genius, so I, I, I well, no, because he did this in the last series. Sorokin gets now granted. Sorokin won game one. And then he starts for a long off the next two, and they fell down two one. Thankfully, Sorokin came I, and I saved guess, the day. I guess it's just it's got it's got to be a break thing. It's got to be a hey, you know what? We may lose both in Boston. Let's it, get you ready because Nassau Coliseum may be in it, their favor. It might just be a thing, Ty. I don't know, Tyler. You last season you threw your hat in, into every every argument you could when it came to Barry Trotz, saying that he was the best coach of all time. Well, since Bowman. Since Bowman. of the modern era, of the cap era, the post Bowman era, he was the best hockey coach ever. Is still the best hockey coach ever. Yes, except and when he starts. He Barla- knows what to do. That's a. That's what and we're gonna. That's, that's what, what we're gonna that's, have to. That's, that's what we're gonna have to accept. That's we're gonna have to. That's just honestly the one thing that we're gonna have to base everything off of. Because just look, look at who you're dealing with. You're dealing with a really good you've, Boston you've got, offense. Good Boston offense. Pairings out the wazoo because you know they do that every single time. McAvoy, McAvoy, who scored in the last in game one, is looking very confident. Which everyone thought that he was going to falter without Zdeno Chara on his side, but let's be honest, he's looked good. And yeah, you know what? Boston is a more complete team than they were looking towards the end of the Even regular the beginning season. Beginning of the season, beginning of the season. Well, they they were, they, we were like, 
Well, we, I honestly, well, I okay. Like, what, what, wow. Let's be honest. Okay, you lose Chara and you're before, like, okay. Before you're Pitch- not, you're not all completely, you know, lost in the woods, but. But they're older. They're, their core old, is older. Your core is older. And your middle guys aren't that promising. There was at one point when the top two teams in this division, Alex, in the East Division were the Islanders and. Hey, Wixie, come here. What she got? She's got something in her mouth. Wixie, come here. Oh, she knows he's in trouble. Bum, oh, ba-dum, boy. Bum. Wixie. Come here. Come here. Come here, baby girl. Come here. I didn't do nothing. I'm a loaf of bread. Hi. There you are, baby girl. Come Hello. Here. Lay down. Lay down. Um, but no, no, yes. They, they just it was, weren't it was, promising. It was, it was New York and Boston, top two. Pittsburgh caught fire. Washington came around, and everything was fine. So I, I just I, that's why I say I didn't think Boston was going to be this good. But now Pasternak's healthy. The perfection line is perfect once again. They are sitting pretty. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous for the Islanders, who is a very solid defensive team. And I, I think once this series goes back to Nassau, which I believe they're going to be allowing more fans in, knock on wood, haven't heard anything official yet, but that's the rumor that they're going to allow more fans at Nassau, which is, was already a hostile place when they were at limited capacity for the first series against Pittsburgh. Well, Let's, well that was a huge reason why Carolina versus Nashville is like, oh my God, there's no way you're going to lose in your home barn. Oh, they, like. it was just increased fan every game. All right, for game three, we're going to have 12,000. All right, 13,000. Then 14,000 in Nashville. And it was like, all right, we're going to start with 9,000. And now it's like, Caroline's like, screw it. Round two. Everyone's allowed. All you Caniacs in here. Let's get them in here. The Carolina Crusades. Let's get everyone in here who believes in it. The gun show. And that's what exactly how it is. And Boston now has full capacity at TD Garden. So, NASA, they're going to have to do it. They are going to have to try to combat that because home ice advantage. Wexy, get that out of your mouth. Dang it. That's it. Hold this, please. I'm, I'm, I'm holding this here. Come here, Wixie. Oh, gosh. Oh, Lord, I got too quickly. You okay, old man? You going to die? Well, I, I ran five miles yesterday. Didn't you see my Instagram? I mean, so did, I mean, I was on the elliptical for five miles. Well, the elliptical doesn't hurt your knees. Well, that's why I use the elliptical. Oh. It's so I don't have to hurt my knees. Well, it's also my legs. So for those that didn't hear me ramble on the background, I ran five miles yesterday. And if anyone follows me on Twitter or Instagram, at TJKU29. And then he poured milk all over himself. Well, because it was the Indy 500 yesterday, and I ran one one-hundredth of the distance and one one-hundredth of the speed, I decided to have a, a mason jar full of milk. And, uh, yeah, milk. It's uh, It does stuff to your hair that you don't want it to. <laughs> I take a shower. Yeah. I had to do laundry yesterday and because you don't want to let just let that sit. Holy cow, all of a sudden all my notifications come at one time. What else did I say? Oh boy, people are liking my stuff. What'd you say? Well, it was just. Did you uh, say uh, naughty words on the internet? No, it was. Oh, did you see this? So they're showing what happened at Legends Row. What happened? So, someone wrote a note saying to the hockey gods, accept this vintage helmet and Dougie era helmet as a, as a, I forget the, as a token or something. Pretty much saying, take this old helmet and let us win, please. And it's ironically placed, first of all, with the, the famous picture of Dougie and Wendell in the helmet. You can't see it right now from that angle. But also says, says goalies as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice, and it's underneath Dougie's arm, climbing over the boards at Legends Row, right outside Scotiabank Arena. And <laughs> did you see that the there's there's a, a news broadcast done in the morning, and there was a guy out there was a lone guy out there on Legends Row, wearing a Leafs jersey, wearing the number nine, but the last name on the back was sixty. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Where was it? What what was this on? Was this like it was it was on uh, was that Breakfast TV or something? I think it was on uh, CBC. Oh, just regular CBC report. Does anyone know if Sid Sixero responded to my request about picking 
the Jamie, the Jamie Lee Curtis strip scene. What were we talking about earlier? I'm, <laughs> Alex uh, jumps in with the Jamie Lee Curtis strip scene. What did I say? What did you say? What were we talking about? I'm confused now. What movie references did we make like 10 minutes ago? I'm lost. Dang it, now, now my mojo is thrown off. Alex, what did we say? I don't know what I said. Oh, well. well he'll probably throw it in here in a second. Second period's underway. One of the Tr- Terminator movies? Oh, yeah. That wasn't Jamie Lee Curtis, though. Or no, the, the one movie where you're like, it was kind of other weird, the, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, not Jingle All the Way, the... the... Oh, uh, True Lies. That's maybe where we went with it. Okay. Maybe. That's all I can think of. I think that's because it's my... In True Lies? Anyways. Uh, Should I watch True Lies? Second period, just... It's... Listen. <sighs> Prepare for midnight. Like, imagine Michael Bay, but see... Dude, Michael I'm not Bay. actually going to watch it. I'm just okay. joking. Oh, th- th- don't say it, because now everyone's thinking you're going to watch it. They're I, gonna, next time I, you come on the show, whenever that may be, they're going to be all excited for it. We'll see. Uh, they're showing the last time that they... That Montreal, first of all, came back mm-hmm. from a 3-1 deficit in 2010, and Dominic Moore, who's doing color for the game for NBC Sports, or on CNBC right now, is the guy that scored one of the goals in that game for Montreal. Now, that was not one of the Game 7 wins that Carey Price has. He's 2-1 in Game 7s. That was Yaroslav Hulak. Hulak, who took Hulak. over. What did I say? You said Hulak. Hulak. Hurrah. Okay, true lies. Thank you, Alex. But anyways, no, I... Yeah, Yaroslav Hulak, who took the job away from Carey Price towards the end of that season. And then Yaroslav Hulak was rewarded by getting traded to St. Louis. Mundo, Good for him. But this going back to the Boston Islander series here. We'll wrap this up before we just kind of ramble on for the last twenty minutes of this program. I this series has a chance to be a very long series if the Islanders can win on home ice, because it seems like Boston is going to be very confident with a full house there at TD Garden. They always play well at home during the playoffs for the most part. If they if the Islanders can come back in this game, it's only one nothing right now. Last time we looked, I think they can. You know, getting home ice advantage away from Boston is huge. But going to Nassau, they're going to have to win all their games at Nassau. There's, I don't think there's any legitimate ex- reason to say otherwise. Because they, they need, need to. They need to there's, win at home. There's, there's no doubt. If they, if they do not win every game that they have, honestly, I... No, this, yes, they would. This, that this means they would have a, to win one in Boston, but that's a better this chance is, than... This is a six or seven game series. I, I, per, I honestly think... Rixie, clean up crew. Oh, she's right there. There she is. Um, Rixie got a noodle right there. But honest, honestly, this is, this is going to... I like, except for the the North Division, all of these series are going to be fun to watch. I think I, Winnipeg I really versus it. Winnipeg I, versus I can't, whoever. I'm sorry, Winnipeg's just they suck. They're not good. Carey Price versus Connor Hellebuck. No, or the Lace versus Winnipeg, which is the which is literally. I'm not saying David Line versus is not there anymore. I'm not saying David Line versus Goliath. As in, hold on, I'm talking. I'm not saying David versus Goliath. As in, the Leafs are if the Leafs were to win, it'd be so much better than Winnipeg. I'm saying it's like. Big market, big money Leafs team versus Winnipeg, which is, albeit, one of the smallest markets, media markets, in the league. Second to, or I mean, probably around them is, I'm, and I'm going to say it's going to people like, but it's Phoenix. No, because Arizona, the Coyotes are in Glendale. I'm going to say hey, that's why they're one of the smaller market teams. They, I'm, I was going to say, uh, well, Florida's technically in the Miami area. I'm trying to think of what's another small one. Maybe, well, it's so weird because Edmonton is actually a, a, a smaller city compared to some of the other big cities in the league, but they're just so, it, they are a big city in Alberta. Well, yeah, it's, it's I mean, the same way that Ionia is a big city compared to the rest of the farmland that's in Ionia County. Right. 
because it's the I, only city in Ionia County. Not true. Saranac. Well, I guess Saranac, yeah. But any, but yeah. There's uh, Portland's in Ionia County. I picked uh, I picked Bruins in six. Oh, sorry. I was going to go back to this here. Or is Portland in Montcalm? Portland, I'm not sure. Oh, hell. Oh, get absolutely plastered. Brandon Gallagher hey, just Tyler. snuck through the five hole. Hey, Tyler. Grab the whiskey. You're about to have a long night. Brandon Gallagher just snuck one through the five hole of Jack Campbell. I, I thought, hey, you know, no barking. You can't bark. Only is, daddy can this yell. Is, this is what I'm going to say. Let's see. I see it. This is what. Well, oh, he just missed it. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Wixie's letting him know. Wixie's Wixie, letting him know. Wixie, you quit barking. I swear to my goodness gracious me. Wixie's <laughs> letting him know. Hey, you're suck. Oh, that, yep, that's straight five hole. Freddie Anderson's going to come back next year. You're I can't suck. handle this. You're so bad. Oh, Why did no. you do this? Five hole. Not now. Oh, my goodness. Five hole. I, I'm clicking Twitter literally just to see. There's not a lot of space between my legs because I'm a quirky. You know what? And I'm thicker than a snicker, but dang, I could close it quicker than that. Oh, boy. All right. Five hole. First of all. all right, Wixie, that's enough. Come here. First of all. This is the best one. So there's two very opposite ones here. World Hockey Report saying Freddie Anderson would have stopped that. I'm not. Oh, oh, that, but then Lucas Weiss whatever. came right. Literally, they both 43 seconds at the same time. At least that's what the feed says. Lucas Weiss, who was just on the show, that's a Freddie Anderson let in. So therefore, I agree with Lucas Weiss because he came on our show. Now, granted, Luke DeCock, who we've had on the show before, decided to say golf leaves golf. So Luke DeCock. He's uninvited <laughs> from the show. He's actually really busy. That's why he, he, we were going to have him on last week, but he got caught up with other stuff. Like I like Luke DeCock. He was a fun guy to talk to. Hey, folks, do you want to you wanna hear me piss Tyler off real quick? If Mitch Marner... Oh, 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 and of course, Carey Price comes back with a big save. And, of course, Zach, My, Zach Hyman can't score. Zach Hyman is... He, hold on. I had the numbers up here for Toronto. Dude, I don't care. Okay, so, I'm folks, does, folks, I'm let's, let's let's just let's piss Tyler off real quick, real quick. You know who it's easy. Made, you know who would have made that save? Who? Michael Ber- Hutchinson, Bernier. Bernier would not have. Bernier, you're not least, so offense. You're not so offended by it now. Well, because you because you say Bernier, I'm like, oh, as a, yeah, when he's with the train, there's no pressure. He kind of, he, he folded. Jonathan Bernier folded as a Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender. He, he could not handle the pressure. Way better than Reimer. Don't you no. Don't you dare. Way better. You know who really wouldn't have made that save? Tyler, he wouldn't even been on his neck because he would have been flat on his back. James Reimer. I'm going to stab you with this fork. <laughs> now, Carolina Hurricanes James Reimer. Oh, yeah. He would have been, been flat on his back, but at least he would have made the save. Is he still hurt or is he just not playing? Uh, he's still hurt. He's still hurt. Because last time I checked, he was hurt, but I thought he'd been healthy by now. Yeah, but the way Nadelka uh, has played. He's still hurt right now. Um, Razik's on the bench. Well, yeah, Mirazic came back from an injury, but Nadelkovich was playing too good. Gosh almighty. First of all, neutral zone turnover. Second of all, weak goal. Uh, that's I stock, can't do that's, this. That's stock Maple Leafs, Ty. Hey, you know, what was the thing you said about uh, Game 7s watching them with me? No matter what, Alex, I, don't, I can pick the <laughs> Leafs. I can pick against the Leafs. I cannot pick the Leafs at all. You can be in the room. You don't have to be in the room. They will lose. They will lose Game Seven. They, they will, will find ways to disappoint. The first Is round. Steve Dangle? Okay, hold on. I'm, I, I'm not going to play the audio. I, I'm just going to say, is, is please, for the love of goodness, is he actually doing one right now? What? Because Steve Dangle had been doing live an entire dang it episode purely for the Leafs. It doesn't look like they're live now. He's live now. 
he was for at least he did the last game where he did a live stream during the game. And yeah, so Fred oh Steven Ellis, Freddie stole Campbell's equipment during the intermission from the looks of it. Yikes. Lucas Wee said this as well. Here's a stat that he has. Teams that score first in a game seven win seventy four point seven percent of the time. That's offsides. Nope, it's on sides. Until otherwise, and go Carey Price in another big save. Oh no, Carey Price. What I tell you, T one thousand, T Carey Price. Play. Oh gosh, playoff Price is scary. Good. I'm tweeting this right now. Also, shout out to former. Uh, uh, did he play for the Kings? Eric Stahl? No, not. Uh, yeah, Eric Stahl. Yeah, Eric Stahl. Yep. Is he even the lineup tonight? Yes, he he was ju- he just got an assist on that. Oh, he got an assist on the goal. Yeah, Eric Stahl, Stanley Cup <laughs> champion, Minnesota Wild legend. I love how you turn to me when you cough. I know I'm fully vaccinated, and so are you. But get get out of here. Can you stop inhaling your food. No, I don't believe in chewing. We got about 15 minutes left here on the show, and probably 15 minutes, or probably about <laughs> 45 minutes until I cry. It, it just it's this is how it has to be again. It has this. This is my fear the entire day. It's like, and after they scored Game Six, even though I, knew, I just felt like it was going to happen, they were the Leafs were going to lose. They're going to come back and lose. I said it, and I was right again. But this is just how it is. It doesn't matter if the Leafs come back from a three-one deficit. It doesn't matter if they give up a lead in a series. It doesn't matter if they have a lead in Game Seven or last year Game Five. They didn't have a lead in Game Five last uh-huh. year, but if they have a chance to do it, it doesn't matter. They find ways to do this. And Alex, you, 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 let's be honest, and I, I'm glad I had you on here today because you as well know as anyone, this is probably the most Leafs-centric episode that we have done in probably a year and a half. Like, even last year when the Leafs got knocked out by Columbus, I said, you know, <sighs> early on, because I mentioned this when I was talking with Kyle Bukowskis, early on, yes, we were Leafs favoritisms. We would talk about the Which Leafs Which is more funny often. because you're like, no, no, no. But, don't, but don't. we got better. And that is well, the one, and we got a lot better. Like we mentioned, I mentioned Leafs, but there were Alex. There were a couple weeks with you and with by myself well, that I, I we mean, would not even mention the Leafs. Here's the thing. Now, granted, it's because we had guests that filled time that didn't talk about the Leafs, but neither here. Well, nor there. or we had stories to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> but like, but we've done a good job. Here's about the thing: not being a full Leafs show, but here, this game here, is. Here's the point: when we were early on in the show, we talked about we 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 both as people, we don't talk about stuff that we don't know about. And that point, very we rarely. Were, at that point, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we watched very, this all the time. Very rarely do we ever go out of the way of being like, "Hey, we don't really know a whole lot about this yet. Not a lot of information has been released, or at least we mention it. We say, "All right, here's what we know," and so and then far. we kind of give like that's why if we ever went to some a t- speculation, if, a little bit of opinion, not not like pre- playing off as a, it's a fact, but like that's why if we went to a touchy subject, we made sure we looked into it. Absolutely, that like this, like the TikTok thing, the like, TikTok thing. When the episode, as soon as they, I saw that, especially in a situation like that, I was like, when if, the players boycotted during the playoffs last year, Cody we are Jansen coming, and I talked. Yeah, it's like we we need to make sure that we got this stuff straight, and that's how we that's how we've always been. That's why at the beginning of when we started this show three years ago now, about actually no four yeah. years ago now, nope, twenty eighteen, February or January of twenty eighteen. I think we did our first show. Uh, February 2018. Three and a half years. It's been three years. We've done it in parts of four seasons. Yes. That we can say. We've done, this is our fourth playoff. 
we we start. We only talked about the really least from majority and the wings and and anything that was really anything that was really big news. Yeah. Now it's and, like, and that's that's what we did because Wixie quit licking the wall. She's like, <laughs> she found like a hole or something, but she just like it's what we knew. So that's what we talked about. And now that you know, we we've used this platform not only to like better ourselves, but you know, be able to help other people also on you know and talk and talking a simple, to a wider a, range of people. a simpler level and. Be able to understand this game and be able to get different viewpoints from different people because that's that's a huge thing too. Is you don't always want to listen to the same people over and over again. I'm trying to as think about, far as a specific subject. I'm trying to think that's of what why team. When, like, oh, think, ahead, like think about it. What? What the heck Dude, was I'm that? What growl? You. What was Chill. that? What growl was that? Chill out. I'm feeding you. These wicks again, sassy. Listen, I know we're losing wicks, but calm down. I haven't eaten any dairy today, so I feel like I'm good. Jeez, that's yeah, that's a problem. But um, no. your, yeah, but it. like so. As I was going, you know, what's more? When we we talked about it during the break, it's it's very it's easy for us to talk just to each other, and we can give our opinions all we want about this Aww. this sport and everything. Oh, oh there's you see, see Wixie's head. Yeah, see, she, wa- she wants she wants she wants the rice. Wants, she wants the rice. She'd really do. I gave her pee earlier, and she's like, oh, um, but. Man, is it interesting when we get really good guests on. That's why whenever we have get like whenever you have guests on, whenever we had guests on the show, the the listens boom through the roof, views boom through the roof. I'm Every, trying to think of what teams we haven't talked talked to or, personally, like from someone that Kraken. follows the Kraken. Sorry, current team, teams that are playing at this very moment. Calgary. We haven't talked to the Panthers. No, I talked to Todd Little. Sorry, that's okay, been okay. On, fine. Sorry. I'll just be, that's been I'll, on the show. I'll just go on the list. Calgary and Anna, Anaheim. You have had Anaheim. Who can't remember his name, but he, he had him on. I had John Hoven, the mayor from L.A. I don't think I've had one from the Ducks though. Oh, it was Kings. Yeah, yeah, Kings. the Kings. I've had Sharks. Eric Johns guard. Shout out. I haven't had Calgary. Haven't had more. Moral, moral story: We've had a lot Washington. of people from a lot so of Washington, Calgary, Anaheim. I think the only three that I have, we've not touched on. Because I've had Dallas, I've had Tampa. Of course, you remember Tampa. We had a couple guys there from SB Nation. Gosh. Yeah. Had, I think we've I've, had quite a few. Yeah, we've had guests from all around the board. We've had Vegas. We've had Colorado. Eric, uh, give a shout-out to Eric Pesolano. Eric Pesolano apparently had to have, like, nasal surgery. He's, a, so. he's the We've had him on before a couple times. He's the co-host, of, or he's the host of the Believe in Ass podcast, but he's been out of commission right now. Oh, it was the same. Oh, yeah, Brandon Gallagher scored. Thanks, NHL. No, I was checking for something else. Um, well, but, that, yeah. That's what I got. So, like, oh. Oh, it's okay. No, pa- for a second. no panic. Uh, our stream's okay. That's really the fine. biggest thing for me is that we have streams on both. Uh-oh, ones. that was almost a goal. Stop it. Stay in your net, buddy. Shots are 15-12 Montreal right now. We got 11.45 to go in the second period. Brandon Gallagher is the lone goal scorer in this hockey game, and the Leafs are getting outplayed in Game 7 again. And I, you know I, what? I... Just, I and I get it. Jake Muzzin's out of the lineup, but that's you need offense. <laughs> if we can, like I, I will, I will take time off during the week if need be. Like I'll take time off work if need be. But can we? I want to do if we're able to. I want to get two people from the Kraken. I, well, I get, can call. Fitz, I yeah, I should give a shout out to Fitzy. Ever fits you? Give Fitzy because for one, I want his whole perspective on 
not only what who like what he is and what he represents to this game right now, but like just him and the organization being able to build up hype about it, doing these very high quality like segments yeah. just just like just for YouTube or just for Facebook. Well, I mentioned on very high quality, very fun, very diverse amount of content, even for someone who you don't have you you have very limited access to the arena right now because it's still under construction. Yeah, the Seattle Storm, the you WNBA ha- team, they're playing in Everett. Yeah, you don't have a lot. You don't have a lot to talk about as far as players goes because you only have one on your roster right now. I remember which one it is. Or one part of your is right, uh, right. that one kid from our Armada. Uh, oh yeah, right. Former uh, former fifth round uh, pick from the Hurricanes, by the way. But um, no, I I said poach. Uh, that's poaching. Oh I my God, Adam Fox. Oh, and what about Adam Fox? Don't even. Adam Fox, no, no, talk- Jimmy VC. No, I'm talking about uh, who's the general manager over there right now. Ronald H. Francis. Okay, and where where did where did Ron Francis work before he went to the Raleigh, North Carolina? Okay, and then what what for the Hartford Whalers for the Carolina Whalers? Okay, and then who picked Ron Francis? No, Ron Francis picked that guy. That oh, kid. I about to say, I'm like, who's like, hey, I, dra- I, I drafted was. this kid. He's mine. Dibs. Dibs is a dibs is a dibs. Fair enough. I can tell you that the only general manager that was for the Hartford Whalers that I remember is Brian Burke. Because he drafted Chris Pronger, and he likes to tell that story. That's all I know about. That's as far as I know about the Hartford Whalers. And Pierre Maguire was a coach for a season and a half, and it was the dumbest thing. Well, yeah, because him drafting Chris Pronger is the best thing he's ever done in his hockey career. <sighs> he won a Stanley Cup, dude. Don't care. He got the, he got the Sedins. Don't care. Now, granted, that was the the shallowest draft I think we've had in the last thirty years. But when did Brian Burke win the win the cup? Oh seven. Yes, it has not Wait, been who? recently. Anaheim. Don't care. As I said, oh seven. Anyways, hey, let me let me let me no, me but just, I, let me just throw something at you real quick. Don't throw anything. Don't care. <laughs> but no, to so my point about Seattle, I said a couple weeks ago, I think it was maybe last no, I'm, week. I'm just I said, I'm like, Bri- we're, I'm giving Brian Burke crap. We're going to do a big episode right before the expansion draft with the, about the Seattle Kraken. And I definitely, I don't want to get up to Fitzy now because I want to focus on the playoffs. I want, no, I wanted to get, I, I, so I wanted to get two. One with Fitzy just because all of the pre, even the, just the pre draft stuff. Oh, I just want to talk and about then, I just want to talk to Fitzy to talk to Fitzy. Well, that too. I mean, we can talk. We can talk about more than just the Kraken. Detroit, and won. then and then the other. Here we go. Two yep. on one, and they're still going to not score. <sighs> Austin Matthews gets stopped again. Should have given it to Spetsa. Spetsa's hot. Shave your Pablo Escobar beard, you absolute rat. He's greasy. He is greasy. The yes, second dude. one I want to get is with whomever is going to be like the new guy on the block for covering the Kraken. I want to bu- I want to bust his chops. There's somebody that's I want to bust his chops, and I want to I want him to give me why are the Kraken going to do what the Vegas Golden Knights did in their first year? I don't know if they'll be that good, but no, I think there's someone. It's gonna be oh there's, I no for sure. Some, it's gonna be so hard because there's someone that all of these teams are gonna be like we're not making the some, same mistake. I think there's someone at the Athletic already over there. There is, but I don't know his name. Neither do I. Is it him? I think so. I. S- I don't, you're the guy that I mooch his athletic subscription off to. Oh yeah, should I see it? I don't know. You, who cares? Who cares? Young people do that, dude. It's a joke about the net. Everyone's got like someone else's Netflix account or Disney Plus account, which they're gonna try to cut down on. By the way, how the heck are you gonna do that? Uh, by limiting. You know what? Don't don't give me a full explanation. Well, you're gonna limit the number of a, of devices that it's allowed to be. Well, on. they already do that. You can, but here's the thing: it's like it doesn't matter how many accounts you have. 
or how many you're logged into you mean yeah that's, you're that's the, the only thing i think of because it's the only because they have be the, that now where you can only have so many people watch like right now you can only have three people watch like we're watching this on hulu live tv right you can only have three devices running i'm talking i'm talking logged into you're only allowed you're probably gonna only have like maybe three three devices that you're allowed to have logged into maybe four that'd be interesting it would be interesting but we should probably wrap this up. Coming up here in just a few minutes here on 12 Ounce like Sports. Talking Miners with the Rando. Talking Miners with the Rando. Thursday, 6 o'clock, one-hour show, quick shift edition of the Kula Show. We'll be talking about however this game goes. Don't expect me to be here. For better or worse. Well, Alex, is the only reason why he's here is because <laughs> I asked him I need someone to suffer this game with. Yeah, that's fair. Because Kelly is uh, uh, she's, uh, she's day-to-day with an upper body. Incommunicado. She is yeah day-to-day with an upper body injury. We'll just say that. <laughs> We'll go hockey terms on it, but yeah, she's puking with the hangman. She's not puking. She has. She is not a big. She's not the biggest puke. She's that's, hung over. That's why. Yes, that's, yeah. that's the point. But yeah, we'll do the show Thursday. Talk about this game and talk about more round two action because that point the North Division round two between Winnipeg and whoever wins this game will already be underway. Yes, of course. If you couldn't watch the entire episode, that's okay. Be sure to check out the Cool Show YouTube channel for the replay that'll be up tomorrow. Or if you just want to listen to it uh, while you're driving around when you're running, heck, if maybe we inspire you when you get those legs moving when you're running five miles, check us out there on your favorite podcatcher: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Radio FM. Uh, uh, obviously, we're on SoundCloud because that's where we disperse all the stuff. I mean, I use Apple Podcasts. That's how I listen to this show uh, when I'm doing when I'm running on my elliptical. Oh, thanks. well, not on my elliptical. Planet yes. Fitness is elliptical. Say, thanks, buddy. I pre- yeah, no problem. I have, so, sometimes I have to make sure to check in to know exactly what you're talking about. Well, but talking about it was Rando coming up here on Twelve On Sports. Thank you for watching. I am your former host and now personality, Alex Keel, for the Insider of the Insiders. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.